episode of Steel Toes and Scoreboards, a special edition uh, puck preview. Jared Atkins, and I have on the other end of the phone tonight a special co-host, one of my best friends, the hockey guru himself, Mr. Tyson Cravener. Tyson, say hello to everybody. Uh, hi, everybody. Um, glad to be here. Uh, I would kind of reel in on hockey expert, but uh, I'm just a fan <laughs> of the game. I uh, I like to I like the sport a lot, and we are going to talk about it anyway. Um, so if you've got listeners that are more educated than me, um, love to learn a little bit. But uh, I'm going to talk about what I know. I could be blowing shit out my ass. I don't know. <laughs> Tyson is uh, don't let him fool you. He's uh, he's my go-to guru for hockey talk. So. Uh, I actually told him that I think he's a better hockey fan than me, so I'm going to let him kind of run point, and I'm just going to follow. So, uh, man, we're here. It's like the season, the season's here. Yeah, I actually have not had a chance to check scores yet. So, uh, prior to today, I thought it would make it interesting if Jed and I had a little skin in the game. On the opening night of the 2022-2023 season, and um, currently, I called this morning and told him I was going to take the Rangers two to one. Looks like he has actually lost that bet. Um, I didn't get the score right. I was three to one, but um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mika Zabanejad scored two goals. Um, it would have been interesting to see him get his uh, his hat trick to open the season, make it exciting. Um, but I gotta tell you, man, um, I was a little hard on him last year. That Igor Shaster skin or Shaster or whatever how you pronounce his name. Um, I gotta tell you, man, he's a Vales- Vasilevsky type type goalie. Uh, you know, you you put bricks in front of that that those pipes when you put him in there and. Um, I, I gotta tell Beast you, it, it would be a hundred percent. And if they don't make another deep run in the playoffs, as much as I dislike the Rangers, um, it would be very surprising to me. Um, so yeah, I win that. And uh, what do? As soon as I get it, we're gonna work that out. As soon as I get it, what is your punishment, Jared? I have to wear a Pittsburgh Penguins hat and take a picture of it on social media. And tag Tyson okay. in it. Uh, I actually think this makes a really good segue into maybe how I want to start the night out. Okay. Um, so really, I think the most interesting thing about hockey, other than just, I mean, it's it's dudes, you know, NFL-type dudes on ice skates, you know, literally skating on knives, hitting people. Running Mach um, 1, by the way. Other than that, other than that, it's... Um, it's really, it's just the story of hockey is so interesting to me. How people get into it, what they love about it, the things they associate it with it. Um, it's a lot of the baseball type thing, the traditionalism and the stories and and all that kind of jazz. So um, I actually want to start out by introducing myself to everybody. Um, so if you have heard the podcast previously i am the uh, the big pittsburgh fan that uh, the jared is talking about I'm, I'm my dad's born and raised from the area and um that's really what started my fascination with hockey so um i mean as a kid i've got you know lemieux on the wall what you know, am i gonna really do with you doing. and what am i gonna do with you and my co-host you pittsburgh steeler guys you jesus Oof. uh <laughs> 
Uh, actually, you know, I think we'll get along, but I think we've got uh, we've got really differing op- opinions on where we're going. I love that we're zero four right now. I'll be honest with you. He was he was not very happy <laughs> Sun- Sunday night when we did our uh, our steal. He was not very happy. Kurt was pissed. He- was not but um i'm gonna disagree with kurt man i i love that we're one and four because you know what i think i think pittsburgh steelers fans are so entitled to what we have and they don't appreciate where we come from so i i'm down for it man i say let's bomb let's lose every game total I mean, rebuild killing it absolutely 100 percent. and everybody's bitching about Pickett and um, they're like, oh, you know, he's 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 not this, he's not that, and it's. I mean, he's only played like two games, you know. But I, I will say this until the day I die: I will rather watch a quarterback throw three to four picks a game, run two in, at least be hitting these 15, 20 yard passes, trying to make plays, and lose us the game, than watch Mitch Trubisky do three and outs and call it a day. I can't stand it any longer. And I think, you know, one of the points that he made was that uh, Kurt said that, you know, our defense is gassed, and they are. You know, so I think I think we're on the right track. Um, I, if, if we do this one more time, I'm done with Canada. I'm going to give him another shot. I legitimately think it's retooling, trying to get it all back together. Um, we'll see what happens. So, yeah. But I, I would love to meet Kurt. I really, it, to, to hear him give me the blessing to come on today was, was kind of nice. It was, it was good to hear well that's good he he don't give care he's this you gotta understand this guy my co-host kirk kelly he uh you know he's 51 years old he just you know his his son tells him all the time he said if he had told me my dad would have a podcast he said i'd have laughed because kurt's (laughs) kurt's a very shy guy he's not outgoing he keeps to himself but it's in the last year and a half now he you know he pushes me if i'm not ready he's like hey come on get your shit together i'm ready so, but anyways, yeah, you guys have deferring yeah, yeah, yeah. baseball opinions. You're you're still a you know you're a Pirates fan. He's a Dodgers fan. Um, I think the baseball thing. I mean, it's tough, obviously, but I um I that's really kind of what pushed me towards hockey. Um, you know, everybody likes football, and all the kids in school like baseball. And I just I never really liked the sport. I couldn't see rooting against a Pittsburgh team. It just it's not my bloodline. It's not, you know, as much as as terrible as they are, I don't think I could ever root for a team that's not from Pittsburgh. Sorry, I joke. I joke about. Life. I joke about pro wrestling being my first love. You know, you know, you're three or four years old. You get your start to get your first memories, and mine were wrestling. But there was some baseball in there. Baseball could rival it, but um, I I don't know. Um, hockey. I I didn't like. I watched a little bit of it growing up. I didn't really fall in love. Fall in love tell um i don't know probably back in my high school days which would have been about the time i think didn't uh didn't carolina win the cup in 06 i think so that was Uh my senior year uh so you know right after i you know the last month or so you hit the postseason i started watching the postseason so anyways i cut you off i'm sorry no, actually, that uh, that breathed me up because um, really um, what had really kind of sealed the deal with hockey for me, um, you know, and I mean, I grew up, I, I actually liked, I, I like Yager more than I like Mario. Um, I couldn't really tell you why, honestly. I just remember the flow, you know, he just had that mullet. 
But um, I was kind of like Yager over Mario. Um, but Mario, if it wasn't for him, uh, I would not have a hockey team to root for. Um, oh yeah, that's right. You and Kurt are big. You and Kurt are big Pins fans too. Got to be. Got to be. Yeah, that's oh. that's the squad. Uh, always will be. And I I always thought it was interesting. Um, kind of growing up, you know. Um, when hockey was popular in Pittsburgh was with Mario and Yager on the team again and they kind of had um, kind of the duality or parody of what we have now with uh, with Malkin and Crosby and that's just, I think it's cool um, so I'm watching basically a rerun of the Penguins when my dad was about the same time so that's always interesting to me, I thought that was kind of cool um, Who but, are your you know, I, not, not to cut you off but you know you're talking about your youth and your childhood and like I said I I watched a little bit of it growing up in my younger days, but I didn't really start to get a taste of it and enjoy it until I was about a senior in high school. So you're looking oh five oh six, but growing up and and stuff, who was like who were some of your favorite players that are not necessarily pins guys, just across the league? Like everybody, uh, so everybody's got to say Gretzky. Everybody loved Gretzky. No, no, I really, don't, I don't actually. I'm I'm contrary, man. I'm the first person to argue with it, you know. Um, but without uh, without Gretzky going around, um, Lemieux probably wouldn't have had a chance to play with guys uh, that he did. Paul Coffey, uh, Marty McSorley, things like that. So Paul Coffey um, was vastly underrated, by the way. Uh, badass dude, badass dude, and 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 that's really players like that are what make hockey so interesting. It's not always your one, two, three guys. It's the guys that support them. Um, so I mean, like you asked, you know, kind of the guys, some of the guys that I liked back in the day. Um, honestly, that um, that Devils team back in two thousand two, I don't know when. Um, they had like goalies big time Marty Brodeur I don't think there's anybody better maybe um, Carey Price possibly but I think Marty Brodeur hey, is I love Carey Price I love Carey Price yeah yeah absolutely absolutely great player um, obviously uh, first ballot Hall of Famer um, actually can't believe that uh, Montreal dragged him out of retirement last year to get him to play again but um, good on him I mean yeah he's he was ready to go but uh, you know you get like Brodeur and then um Brian Gionata, uh, he was a defenseman. Um, Niedermeyer, I don't remember what his first name was. Niedermeyer, there's a there's a name me and Kurt haven't mentioned on the podcast before. Niedermeyer, uh, captain Scott Stevens, mm-hmm. um, big deal when it's a defenseman. Um, he's kind of and that, I mean, for early two thousand hockey, when I was kind of cognizant of what it was, those Devils teams, uh, the early. Um, the early Red Wings teams, uh, I hate to say it, and if a buddy of mine hears this, he'll laugh, like Pavel Datsuk, um, some of those old guys. I mean, um, really, the Penguins, by the time I was cognizant of hockey, um, Mario came back in 2003 or something like that. So, like, honestly, the Penguins were a bunch of nobodies, and Crosby, or um, Lemieux was doing us a favor by playing you know he wasn't making any money he owned half the team because uh, the penguins literally just owed him that kind of money that's the ultimate and, um, hometown discount right there crazy how that happened and again you know it, there's that duality again so um before we got lemieux the team was ready to be sold and so i mean if we didn't get lemieux the team was gone there was no penguins 
Um, so then by the time Lemieux stepped in and said, you know, you don't have to pay me this money. I will, I'll be, you know, part ownership, run management, this type of thing. And we get, uh, we got Malkin first in, oh, I want to say six. And I think we've got Crosby in 07. But again, there's your duality. You get two, two wrecking balls, I mean, superstar players like that that save the franchise. It's just, it's insane. Um, so, in that, you know, and again, there's those storylines that just make hockey so interesting to me. You know, one of my all-time favorite players growing up, and I put him in the top ten, and um, I didn't know um, – I had watched it, and I and I hate to talk anything positive about Boston sports, and you probably know where yes. I'm going with this because this, this is an this yes. is an this is an old school guy from the '90s. So I had seen this guy play a game, and I didn't know who he was because I had been six seven, and then the movie come out, Dumb and Dumber, and Seabass <laughs> played by one of the most, and I don't care what anybody says. I have I have a good friend of mine that lives in Boston. Uh, his name's Mark, and we used to, you know, shout this guy's name to each other all the time. Uh, and if anybody says I'm I'm lying, they're full of shit because you go around the league back then and ask. Cam Neely was one of the most intimidating son of a bitches to ever step foot on the ice, and he was a small yes. winger. Like Cam wasn't a big guy; he was only like six one, six two, like you know, two hundred, two and a quarter. But, like, he was intimidating, and he fit the role of Seabass so well in Dumb and Dumber. Yes. And uh, he just uh, – and what's really cool about him is is I'm like you when it comes to sports. I like guys that come back around and give back. So when he become part of management for the Bruins, like, I just thought that was the coolest thing ever. But uh, can't. And you see a lot of that in hockey nowadays. It's almost, I mean... You see like more of that in hockey than you do any of the other sports, honestly. You know, I've been recently listening to, just in kind of prep of this, listening to a lot of hockey podcasts, and I've been looking at a couple I've already of got ones, a list of some good ones I was going to shout out later if I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> Look at me yeah, and you. The, Look at uh, me and you. The the Spit and Chicklets, I mean, obviously, if you, if you don't know a lot about hockey... Spit and Chicklets and is probably the best one to listen to. Correct. So um, they were talking. Um, I, I mean, they're doing their their cover and they're they're doing their preseason. We could totally do that if you want, but I'm telling you right now, some of these cats they're running like five hour episodes on this. I told you I got enough tape for however long you want to go. We can do this all in one night. Oof. We can spread it out over a couple nights. We can just do one episode. We can do you just. I'm rolling tape till you're like ah, I think I'm good. So. Because you got the easy job. You just get to hang up the phone. I'm the one that's got to mix it down and release it. And, you know, you're, you're like yeah, Kurt. You're like Kurt on the other. You know, you know what Kurt's job is on on this podcast? What's that? He literally watches YouTube and he might read one or two articles because he still reads at like a fifth grade level for a 51 year old guy. So. <laughs> so Kurt's got the easiest job on the crew. Yeah, I mean, you know, I just, uh, especially when it comes to this stuff, you just want to make sure you got your stuff in line. But, um, you know, the the podcast here that I've been listening to is just, it's it's interesting to hear how small the hockey world really is. Um, they've got Paul Bizanet and then uh, Ryan Whitney, and they're too big. Of, yeah, they're in the, um, the word for it, uh, Pink Whitney, uh, New Amsterdam Vodka, not a plug. 
anyway, they uh, not a plug, not a plug. <laughs> Great vodka, not a plug. They um, so they run that, and it's just funny to hear kind of like the backroom stories of um, how these some of these trades have happened because uh, Ryan Whitney was actually involved in the trade with Anaheim that sent Chris Kunitz our way, longtime alternative captain um, for the Pittsburgh Penguins. He's, I mean, right in there with conversations with Crosby, Malkin, and Latang. I mean, he's, he's, he's right there. Um, so without actually Ryan Whitney's trade, we probably would not have beaten the Red Wings uh, to win that, that Stanley Cup back in the 08-09 season. Or, I'm sorry, the 09 that would have been the nine or ten season, wouldn't it have? I could be wrong, Tyson. You're the Red you're the Wings expert. Won, uh, Red Wings won oh seven oh eight, and then Penguins won oh eight oh nine. That's how that worked. But yeah, um, had we not made that trade, we would have never won that. But it was just interesting to hear how some of that happens. And then they're like, today they had the new Red Wings coach, Kyle Lalonde. I think his name is. Could be wrong on that. It's I just just listening to it anyway. Um, he was talking about how they knew each other and it's like a junior league team from this place and stuff like that. It was just kind of funny to hear how that world goes. And to your point, this happens more often. So these players come back and then they become management, coaching, scouting, all that jazz. Um, Bill Guerin for the Penguins for a long time uh, was a scout, defensive coach, all that other kind of stuff. Big deal guy in our locker room. Um, but it's good to have that stuff coming through. It's it's important, you know. It, absolutely. I'm trying yeah, to um, pull up. I'm trying to pull up the Red Wing, Red Wing, the Red Wings. Excuse me, got a little tongue tied. It should. I cannot. It's Kyle something. Kyle Shanahan. Is it yeah, that's not yeah, name? Yeah, it's Kyle. Oh, Brandon Shanahan. Shanahan. It's Brandon Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan's the uh, 49ers head coach. Correct. Right. Um, so this guy, okay, let me talk about Brandon Shanahan. For Go minute, for it. This okay? is your platform. They made him, okay, they made him the head of player safety for all of the NHL. Brandon Shanahan used to go on the ice and murder people for a living and has paid <laughs> so many dollars in fines. I cannot believe. So basically, they were like, they looked at this dude and they were like, you know what? He knows what a fine looks like. We're going to make sure he's fighting people. Is this the equivalent of putting, like, I don't know, like Ted Bundy or Charles Manson in charge of your, like, HR department for <laughs> something? Like, what? It, like what is that? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, Mr. Zodiac, we're having problems again in the customer service department. Yeah. Like, basically, yes. So, like, I remember watching, because I used to watch a lot of hockey, like, when I really, really got into it back in, uh, I guess, right when that Stanley Cup run was going for the Penguins, they did the, the heartbreak loss to, to uh, the Red Wings, and then Marion Hosa, that yellow belly turd, decided to jump ship and went over there, and then we won a cup. But anyway, um, I remember watching, when you would watch just some terrible boarding call or some dumb crap like that, and Brandon Shanahan would come on and be like, oh, I'm Brandon Shanahan, and on behalf of the Department of Player Safety, blah, blah, blah. And then he'd point out, like, this breakdown. And it's like you could go to YouTube and pull up, like, what he did. I just thought it was ironic. But, you know, we get the players in. We're keeping them in the NHL. We're keeping the players involved. That's important. <laughs> now, I couldn't have said it better myself. It, 
one of the probably one of the water greatest players of all time. I I would say up there for sure. Well, what else you got for me, homie? Um, well, I told you actually, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna interested. let you run point. Yeah, no, I I was actually really interested to see um, you you talk about how you're a, you're a National Predators fan. Um, how did that happen? How did so you, how did you end up on the Preds. So here so here's what's going on. So uh, with with baseball being the first love, it was um, it was uh, when I was a kid. I told you I was a little Hellraiser, so. I had to go to school in Jasper for a few years. I went to school in Ireland from like first grade through fourth grade before I came back to the Southeast District. So I would still play baseball in the Southeast School District, even though I'd go to school with the greater Jasper District. Well, Scott Rowland came in, and uh, I immediately just was like, here's this guy that's born in, in our county. He's born in Little Dubois County, Indiana. So I started following the Phillies and um, I become enamored with the Philadelphia Phillies culture and the history and that just become my team still hey I can't believe we made the postseason I'm impressed we uh we won game one of the uh NLDS today so you know go us but uh with football uh Indianapolis Colts pre-Peyton Manning era back when we had like uh Jim Harbaugh playing quarterback and Jeff George playing quarterback Peyton leaves and Matt Hasselbeck at some point in time was that a he thing? was I think <laughs> um you know Peyton leaves and goes to Denver and I don't care what anybody says half if not three quarters of that fan base went to Denver with him not me oh, look at the look at the uh the Patriot fans that were like oh I like more than just Tom Brady and now they're all, they wearing, they're all wearing Tampa Bay they're all wearing Tampa Bay gear <laughs> But when I so so the Predators thing, so not you know I've got teams I follow like spread out like I come out of the closet last year as a Lakers fan, um, but I, I still like to watch the I still like to watch the Pacers. So I'm kind of like a double NBA fan. So you know I've got teams and markets that are spread out all over the country. With Nashville, how this happened was. Um, I had just, you know, I had been watching a little bit of hockey off and on growing up. And like I said, I wasn't really until I got to be a senior in high school. And uh, I'll never, I remember thinking, uh, I think the Oilers were still in Houston at the time. So Playing football? Playing football, yeah. So Nashville was getting a a sports franchise. I want to say the Preds came in about a year or two before the Oilers came to Nashville, but I could be wrong on that. Don't quote me, but whether they did or they didn't, I was just like, oh, there's a team in Nashville, and I'm like, that's the closest hockey market around because the Blue Jackets weren't in Columbus yet. I didn't think about the Blues in St. Louis. Plus, I always liked Nashville as a kid, distance. so it was it was, it was, was just a, a reason for me to say, let's go to Nashville. So I just started following the team. Plus, I love the logo. And as you know, you've heard me say to – to people before, uh, you know, Tyson and I are both Freemasons. And, you know, I've mentioned that on an episode or two. I don't really, I don't really talk about masonry on these podcasts because of how you know, just openly, you know, the language is not so friendly on here. But sure. Tyson knows um, our logo for the Freemasons is the square compass and the letter G. To me, it's one of the coolest logos ever. Logos are a big thing with me. When I seen Nash, 
the Predators logo. I'm like, that's like so cool. And then I just started getting enamored with the culture. And then I discovered Shea Weber. Yes. Shea Weber used to thump the ever-loving piss out of guys and would get paid to do it. And then, of course, you got Mike Fisher, and we all know what he's famous for, besides being a really good captain. I mean, he's, you know, he's married to Carrie Underwood. I mean, Carrie Underwood. Oh, so... <laughs> so, <laughs> so it wasn't his hockey prowess is what he's known for. Yeah. But uh, I just... It, uh, with them, it was just... It was the same as it was with the Phillies. Like, I was just like, hey, okay, here's a team I'm picking, and I'm going to get enamored with the culture. And it just happened with the Predators. So... That doesn't mean that uh, – I see, and this is where I, I, I hate people that always say that, well, that's your one team you got to root for. No. all Across all the big four in North America, I'm a fan of certain players. So, yes, I have my team. That is who I will die on the hill for. But I have players I like on other teams. So sometimes I'll occasionally root for those teams. But when it comes crunch time to, like, postseason time, you better believe I'm pulling for my team. Oh, but yeah, like, for sure. You have to. But, yeah, like, I hate the pins. But you can't tell me Sidney Crosby ain't a bad motherfucker, you know? So, like, I hate Chicago. But I love Patrick Kane. I always have. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. Chicago, man, I, I hate Chicago. But let me tell you, they are not only are they going to be a dumpster fire this year. They've been a dumpster fire really- for the last couple years. Okay, but yeah, where's Patrick Kane gonna go? He's not staying. No, they got rid of uh, the other one, the other big name. What the heck is his name? Uh, they just drafted him, Brincat, the Brincats, whatever his name is, and they got rid of him. And so Kane's trying to build. You know, he's trying to make a run at it, and he loves Chicago. He wants to stay there, but um, there's no reason for him to. He's pissed. They keep giving him all his players. He's gonna leave, dude. He's done. He's gonna get traded. It's just where is he gonna go? And that team, wherever he goes, is immediately going to be a playoff contender. He's still got some juice left in his thing. It's like some I seen something. I seen somebody post a meme on Facebook a couple of weeks ago, and I was going to tag you in it, but I got distracted, and then I couldn't find it. Somebody <laughs> said about the the aging veterans in the NHL, and there was pictures of Ochekin, there was pictures of Kane and Crosby, and all these guys, and I'm like, them boys all still got juice left in the tank, fellas. Like in my mind, they do. Like I know, um, like I mean, they do, they do, and um, you know, hockey's not. I mean, it's still a physical sport, but it's not. I mean, like you don't have. You're not getting run into linebackers, you know, every day. You're not. It, it's not every player dropping the gloves. You know, it's not as use, as what it used to be. You can get a more longevity out of it, but you know, by the time you hit mid thirties, you know, what do you what are you gonna do with your? Where are you gonna go with your career? You know what I mean? Um, who was it? They just signed Craig Anderson, which I mean, don't get me wrong. Craig Anderson's a great hockey player, amazing goaltender. Um, Buffalo. He went to Buffalo. Um, the Sabers. Which I mean, they're a dumpster fire anyway. I mean, I think they'll be entertaining hockey this year, but um, you have so many young guys. I mean, most of their roster is twenty-five or younger, and you've got a thirty-something-year-old goaltender in there. I don't. I don't necessarily know. I mean. You know, Greg Anderson's good. He's done a service. Um, I think wasted his career in Ottawa, but you know, if they're going to pay me, I'll play too. But um, hey, the man, hey, the Sens are one of my north of the border teams. I told you that. Uh, 
it's so for me as a Penguins fan, the Sens were just one of those things. Like we knew we were going to beat them in the playoffs anyway. So like, the Sens were just one of those teams, you know, and that, and that sucks that the Sens ended up in a in a in an area where they've got they've got to play Alexander Ovechkin. They've got to play. They did the sign. They did sign Carolina. in the off season, Tyson. Not to interrupt you, but I want to throw this out there at you. The Sens in the offseason did sign my number five favorite goalie in the league right now, who's now injured, so it doesn't mean nothing. Who's that? Talbot, baby. You know what? You know um, what? But to cut you off again, I'm such a dick, I'm cutting you off. I'll let you come no, back to that do point. Do it. I'll let Please you come back to that off. point in 30 seconds. But I had a f- – so I played fantasy hockey last year for the first time ever, and I won my yeah. league. I also had the number one overall pick last uh, – Yeah, I won. I had the number one pick last year, and of course I took that on Connor McDavid. This year I had the eighth overall pick, and uh, I took an outstanding defenseman for the Tampa Bay Lightning, but we're not talking about that right now. But last year I had a four-goalie rotation that somehow managed to keep me in check. Of course you know I'm a, a Preds fan, so I had to take the understudy underneath Pecorine for a couple of years, Suaros, and he did phenomenal. I had Cam Talbot. Uh, I had my homeboy for um, Vancouver, and now I'm drawing a blank all of a sudden. Not a long ago. He retired a long time ago, didn't he? No. Damn it. Hang on. I got him on my roster this year. I'll look since I'm bringing this up. It's my show. We can we can stall. ESPN Fantasy I, uh, Hockey. I'm really bad with names, like bad with names, man. So I like I've got my computer pulled up, so I can just double check some shit. I'm gonna for I can't believe I'm forgetting this, but I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, you can only have four. Uh, Thatcher Demko, of course. Oh, yeah, Thatcher Demko, and then yeah, he's a baller. And then the last one I had, I got him this year too. I got Elvis. So I've got three okay. of the goalies I had last year that helped me win a championship. Now, I wasn't going out to purposely draft those guys again. I made sure I got Swaros. That's all I cared about. But well, that's the, a good goalie. I mean, that's a good guy. You know, if you have to have an anchor. Elvis? Elvis is vastly underrated. Thatcher Demko is pretty good. Would you draft him again? Would you, would you draft him again? I mean, I did this year. I mean, but he, he just fell to me. But uh, would I actively go look for him? I don't know. I mean, Columbus was pretty good. You go back five, six, seven years ago, John, uh, John Tella. I mean, he uh, he had Columbus in the running there. They made the postseason a couple times. You, Columbus, and again, I, I hate the way that hockey ends up. So obviously, you have the original six. So no matter how dog shit. Those original six teams are. Everybody's going to dig right then. It's just it's going to happen. Um, the Maple Leafs are going to win the cup. Don't you know that? Shut up. <laughs> Honestly, like, so... If, 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 if at the end of this year I'm not drinking Toronto tears, I don't know that I will be happy. Because if they win a Stanley Cup... I, I mean, that's like the Browns winning a playoff game. For When's the last time they won the cup? The last time they won the cup? Oof. Uh, call a Leafs fan and have them ask their great-grandfather. It's got to be like the 60s or something. Wait, wait, I got something for that, too. I was going to hit the laughter, but instead... Okay. 
okay, let me let me give some credit because I again I I don't like the Maple Leafs. I think they're a little overrated, but they're kind of like, um, you know how like there was like Superman and then there's like Bizarro. They're like Bizarro, like they're good, they're amazing, and you feel bad for them, but they're kind of dicks. You know what I'm saying? But they're fans. I don't understand how you can continue to root for that team, knowing they let you down every single year. And that to me. 1966 and 67 season was the last time they were saying the cup. Anyway, for their fans to continue to be fans of that team, good for them. Can we get a round of applause for Toronto oh, Maple Leafs? Okay, we will. For I'll, just, I'll do that. Just existing. Good for them. Is that the equivalent of the Cowboys fans always saying, we them boys, this our year? Um, at least Cowboy fans can remember when their team won a championship. Or where it was being born when it happened. Wow. I mean, really though, I mean, what do you expect? If you've if you if you've been a fan of a team and since nineteen sixty seven they haven't won a championship, that's gotta hurt, right? I mean I I guess I get what that like that's like being being a Pirates fan. But um I, I'm blessed, man. I've I've you know, my dad being from Pittsburgh, it's not like it, I fell on it. My dad being from Pittsburgh, it was either I'd be a Pittsburgh fan or I'd be adopted. So, like, I, I had to make a choice, obviously. Um, but, like, I, growing up, I loved Brett Favre. I wasn't allowed to. I had to be a, a Steelers fan. Um, that was the that was the thing. So, you know, for me to, to go out and root for other teams, like you're making earlier, I, I just can't do it, man. I, I have to root for the, Pir- or for the Pirates. I have to root for the Steelers. I have to root for the Penguins. I can feel sorry for other teams. Um, right now, my other team is Calgary. I'm going to watch them pretty closely. I think hey, and I like the Flames. Like, I like watching Calgary play. Like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Sorry, my dog's just barking. I, know, I heard it. It's okay. <laughs> he doesn't bark. It's weird. But, um, yeah, the um, I, I think Calgary is going to be a great storyline to watch this year. Um, they just traded, um, they just got Nazim Kadri, which if you love defense, Nazim Kadri is the guy to watch. He's going to be amazing. Dude's an animal. Um, I, I, the thing to watch is they just lost Johnny Hockey, Johnny Gondrew, um, just got traded to, or left to Columbus. Rather. Did you, did you just and say Johnny Hockey? That's his name. I Johnny love that. G, Johnny Hockey. Yes. Uh, big deal. I mean, I, they were right there. You know, to win the Stanley Cup, um, obviously they didn't make it. They ended up losing to uh, to Colorado, the eventual Stanley Cup champions. Um, but man, um, they're going to be a dangerously, dangerously good team to watch this year. And I think one thing that people should look out for is who really wins that breakup with Johnny G, and just see how Columbus does versus how Toronto does. Because um, I think Columbus is going to have a hell of a time getting out of that conference. I mean, that's just, there's so many. We're good. East Eastern Conference is good this year. It's really good this year. I wanna I wanna take a minute here and uh I wanna talk about the Hart Trophy. Um Okay. And I wanna talk about this because you and I have been talking a lot and you know what I think of Connor McDavid. And this is I thought about this before I even played fantasy hockey for the first time last year. I've said this for the last two or three years. I think he's the best player in the league, leaps and bounds. That's my opinion. Do who do you think? And I'm and I, and I could be wrong. It couldn't be either one of these guys. But I think 
the Hart Trophy this year comes down to Austin Matthews or Connor McDavid. If it comes down to them two guys, which one do you like? Um, so I think Connor McDavid is, I mean, he's he's a Sidney Crosby type player. Um, you know, you want a guy that's going to score you 30 to 40 goals, push that up to 50, 60 maybe, you know, which is an incredible season. Um, but the big, the big clear point that I think people miss out on is assists. Um, you want a guy who's going to create opportunities, who's going to be aggressive in the goal, and who's not afraid to spread the wealth. Um, Connor McDavid is that guy I told you earlier. I, he's he's got to be the fastest player I've ever seen. Um, Dude looks like a light, like literally, it's a fucking lightning yeah. bolt moving across the ice. I, I'm going to say something about him that I've only heard people say about Mario Lemieux is uh, Ron Francis. I think it was Ron Francis famously said that a fire hydrant could score 20 goals with Mario Lemieux feeding him the puck. And I, I think Connor McDavid is very much the same. Um, and throwing the Leon um, Dreisalt or Dreisalt, however you want to pronounce his name. I'm bad with names, folks. Um, I am those too. Those two together, I mean, it's just... Nasty. So I'm going to give the nod to Connor McDavid, but I want to point out, I, I want to, I, I think people should be aware that a healthy Jack Eichel in Las Vegas. Oh, son. Oh, son, you're going to get me excited because he's playing right now. I was super, super excited about this. Tyson, let's talk about that a minute. I know, damn, I cut you off, but you get me excited. Look, this, he's had a full good. off season. He's had a full off season to fall into, uh, VGK form, the way they do things. You know, when he was coming over from, uh, what, Buffalo, was it? When he was coming over from Buffalo midway last season, you know, when when he was on the ice for them, when he was healthy, when he was on the ice, he did okay, not what he should have done, but now a full season and a full off season to really get in rhythm, really be healthy mentally and physically. Ooh. As of 1 minute 41 seconds into the second period, Jonathan Marchesal, assisted by William Carlson, has scored to tie the game up 1-1. One one. Uh, that is Vegas and Los Angeles. Jonathan Quick's on his 16th season between the pipes. 16th or 17th season? Um, you know, we were talking about this earlier, and we'll go ahead and, and give it up. Um, I forget what our bet was. I think I took... Vegas tonight. Is that yeah, fun? let me look. I think we both did. I took the Knights three to nothing, is what I'm taking. Um, so I may be out on that one. But um, I said two one what, Vegas, which I think you might be on. But um, I, I I think it, as long as Jack Eichel can stay healthy, um, and I mean go look at that Vegas roster, dude. I mean it's it's gross. They got Jonathan Marchessault on there. They just got Phil Kessel. Um, you know, and he's good, probably 30, 40 goals at least. Uh, I, I mean, on Castle? High end, but he's still there. Castle? Yeah, yeah that's an right on. Animal. Yeah. He's an animal. And, I mean, you know, so you get guys like that in there. I don't know what they're going to do in goaltending. I told you this. Um, hot piece, guys, if you're if you're into the betting thing. I'm not. Um, go put $20 on Logan Thompson for the, uh, the rookie of the year. I forget what that award's called. It's all different. The Calder Trophy, but, isn't it? Go put him 20 bucks on the caller. He is still technically a rookie this year. Um, he's going to be starting goaltender. Uh, Leonard is out for the foreseeable future. 
He's going to get some serious playing time. He's going to get great stats. Um, most of these rookies, you know, they're probably playing two minutes at a time. If that, some of these rookies may not be getting 10 minutes of ice time a, a, a game. So um, good odds on that. Uh, if you get a rookie in the goals as a starting goaltender, both are 20 bucks on that. You'll, you'll, you'll like the outcome if it wins. Um, what do you think about... Uh, and I watched this team closely last year because it was their inaugural season. And something like that's important. To be around to see the inaugural season of a new team introduced to any league, it's cool. Like, I'm not saying I might have looked at possibly getting a, a cracking hat just because it was a, it was a memorial thing, you know. But uh, what do you think about Seattle in their sophomore season here? Um, so, I think what will be kind of throwing people off with expansion teams. Expansion teams should be garbage. Um, this one's not, not that bad, though. Oh, they're dog. They're dog duty. They're terrible. On paper, they should be fantastic. But they're dog duty. Um, one of my favorite players in the I league. I don't know that they could have done anything different. Um, honestly, there was a lot of good pieces on the table uh, from a lot of teams, but I don't think there was enough there to necessarily build a team from. Um Seattle, I was really excited for because I'm a big Jersey guy. I'm like I dig into colors, logos, all that stuff. Um, I and they they took my guy Brandon Tenev Turbo. Um, if you haven't seen his profile pictures for the NHL, go check him out. He's got this big wide-eyed, terrifying look. I know it looks creepy. Right, I love it. I love it. So Turbo, I loved him when he came, and um, Honestly, he was a good spark for the Penguins. Um, they got an underrated player in that, and I think that that was proven. Um, he came out hot probably, I think, in the first five or six games. He was up you know, three, four goals, running in assists. I mean, just multiple points a night. Um, so really doing well for the team. Three of my favorite players in the league uh, the last few years are Seattle Kraken members, by the way. Who's that? Well, you got Vince Dunn. Uh, they took him... The expansion draft, he come off the, I think it was the Blues. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, 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 re- I really like Vince Dunn a lot. Uh, okay. I like Jordan Everly a lot, and he's one of their alternates this year. They're not going to name a captain. They're instead going to name four alternates. See, that's I think that's a problem. Because um, you don't so think there's no leadership. With that, and there's not really an identity. Um your captain isn't necessary. I mean, he is a leader. You know, he is. Um, but he's also a dude that kind of embodies your franchise. Um, look at Mike Fisher. Fantastic example of a, of a National Predators captain. Um, Sidney Crosby is another great example. Alex Ovechkin. Um, I, I mean, if you're a captain, and that's really what... It, it's like getting a quarterback. You want to get a guy that can, for one, lead your team. But he's got to be a skilled enough player to do so. So... To find a long-term captain like that is a really special thing. And um, Seattle's inability to find one in the past couple seasons I don't think is their fault. But they got to try to figure out some kind of identity soon. And speaking of identities, their mascot, not doing it. <laughs> no. Rough, rough. And that's coming, I mean, you know, you got Philadelphia out there. Uh, what's his name, Grizzy? That right? Terrifying orange-looking, yeah, I think so. Guy. I think so. I gotta say, Bowie for the Seattle Kraken, zero out of ten. Probably the worst, probably the worst mascot in the league. I would think. 
I, I, the storyline's not really there. Um, Grizzly's just weird. It kind of embodies Philadelphia, actually, because it's kind of a poopy town. You know, it's just this weird vibe. I've seen It's Always Sunny. It's pretty accurate. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. The, uh... I just hate the Flyers. I just hate them. I can't stand them. And you know why. That's okay, though. But um, Interstate they, they rivalry. This... Yeah, that's right. That's right. But they have this weird... Flyer fa- Flyer fans are pricks, by the way. Um, I mean, that's I just the whole city of Philadelphia attitude. Brotherly love my ass. <laughs> well, and so, like, that's always been the thing. Like, Philly fans are assholes. But that's the whole... Honestly, it's the whole Eastern Seaboard. You get Boston, New York, for God's sake. Boston. I mean, these, Baltimore? You, I mean, Baltimore? We, that's that's the mentality of the the New England Eastern Seaboard kind of town. They're assholes. Um, I forget. Maybe Tom Segura said it. He goes, "You always tell somebody they're an asshole from there, and they're like, thank you. My dad was an asshole. His dad was an asshole.' Like it's kind of a compliment. It's like one time we went to a Bengals game, and uh, they were talking shit to us because they were beating us in the first quarter or whatever. And, um, we beat them by subbing out Mason Rudolph for undrafted free agent Alabama duck calling champion Delvin Hodges. He went in. <laughs> you really, you really sold that right there. That is my dude, and for whatever reason, I don't understand why we couldn't throw him a few hundred thousand dollars to just be our backup quarterback and do nothing. Because you know what, he gets the crowd going for one and two. He knows how to win games, and I saw him do it. But anyway, we're talking shit to these Bengals fans, and we're like, you're dog shit. You're always going to be dog shit. you always be dog shit. And they're like, yeah, we know. And it's like, it's not fun anymore because you can't talk shit to them. Because it's like, usually there's the fun in the stands, like, ah, your team sucks. And like, yeah, your team sucks. So it's like, that's fun. That's what I want to be a part of. But they took the fun away. They took my power, man. So I'm going to, I mean, I know tonight's episode is just kind of all over the place and that's, that's fun. <laughs> I don't care. I know you had points you want to make, but, and I had things I want to do and, uh, we're going to, we're going to have a little bit of, we're going to have a little bit of fun right okay. here. I'm going to put you on the spot and make you think a little bit. There's no wrong answer. Okay. Okay. So Gary Bettman retired effective today and you really? have now taken over as the commissioner of the National Hockey League. Okay. So, and they're wanting to boost attendance, boost ratings, and owners are wanting more money. So, you propose the idea of expansion teams into the league. And what you're going to do is you are going to add one team to all four divisions. And we are going to expand from a league of 32 to a league of 36. So, I want to know what markets you're going to put a team in. For the simple fact you can do this because in professional sports, there is some small, there is teams in small markets. This, by all intents and purposes, the Green Bay Packers is a small market. The Orlando Magic is a small market. I'm a, new, I'm a New Orleans Pelicans fan. I that's a smaller market. Uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets, that's a small market. So you were adding one team 
to all four divisions. So in the Western Conference, you've got the Central and the Pacific Division. And then, of course, in the Eastern Conference, you've got your division, the Metropolitan, and then you've got the Atlantic. So just for shits and giggles, there's no wrong answer. What cities are you putting teams in? Okay. Are you like going to go some places? Like are you going to go some places that's oversaturated with sports? Are you going to go a place that this will be the only sport there is to give the town some? Like, what? Do you, I'm, I'm interested to see what you have to say. So, can I move a team? If you want, <laughs> if you, I'm, I'm not opposed to relocation. Um. Well, and I feel really like this even, is. I feel like. I feel like. I feel like this is going to go back to. Uh, Connecticut. You, yeah, and actually, I was kind of leaning that direction. Um, <laughs> Why? Well, I, I know you too well, my friend. Well, so hockey is really starting to get back to the traditionalism. So honestly, what I would do is I would put a team in Quebec. Um, I think they can handle it. I think they want it. Um, I think we've seen the success of the Jets being reinstated in Winnipeg. I think more Canadian teams are good for the sport. Um, I don't know the numbers behind that, but that would probably be one of the first places I would try to go. All right, hang on. I'm writing this down just from my own shits and giggle record. So, um, do I even dare ask what the name of what the name of the team in Quebec is, or do I already know? Uh, you may or may not know the Avalanche. Right. Who they became. Right. And they actually had, I think it was their reverse retro jerseys this year. They relived the uh, the Quebec jersey. And but I can in, tell you the mask. I can in, tell you who it is. In Tyson's world, um, Quebec has become the Nords again, right? Nordic use, yep. So, Absolutely. Well, I mean, Nords. So, okay. So, the Quebec Nords. Do the Whalers come back? If you are trying to recreate all this hockey lore and blah, nostalgia. Blah, then yes, and actually, here's a fun little bit for you. Speaking of expansion teams, when the Phoenix Coyotes entered the league in 19 something or another, let me look. Um, they actually played their inaugural game against the Hartford Whalers. You know who was on that team? On the Hartford no, Whalers no, no, no. team. I think he was a he was a coach of some sort, but. Um, Gordy Howe was actually still a member. I was going to ask, does this have something to do with Gordy? Yeah, I don't think he was a player at the time. Um, I think they retired. He when he, I think he retired, quit playing for the league for quite some time. Um, and he was some court sort of managerial scout or some sort of thing like that. But yeah, Gordy Howe was uh, still a member of that team whenever the Arizona Coyotes played them in their inaugural season. <laughs> so. So, does the Quebec Nords take the place of the Colorado Avalanche, or are you creating a brand new team and it was kind of like the Browns-Ravens rule? So, we would probably create a new franchise there just for the sake to keep it even. We're going to come up with four new teams. Um, ideally, I would like to see the Coyotes move from Arizona as much as I love. The league owns that, that team, team right now. Don't Aren't they under ownership of the league because they suck so bad? Um, so there's an issue with their stadium. I haven't really read into the details of it. Yeah, we talked about um, that on a past episode of Steel Toes. Check us out in the archives. Not a plug. Okay, it is a plug. <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> um, so, 
I, I mean, r- right now, they're playing at, like, the University of Phoenix Arena in Glendale. You know what I mean? Like, they're not playing. Like, they're playing in a college arena right now, and they're not, I mean... They're not even they selling that out. out. Right. Whereas, I think if you move that team to Quebec, I think you sell it out all the time. Um, I think that people up there, if you want a home team, you have Montreal. You know what I mean? There's not a lot of options up there. Um they don't maybe want to necessarily root for the Jets because, you know, they used to have an old rivalry, rivalry with the Jets or whatever else. I think I think you have a market up there that could support it. Um, and I think that you would stop dealing with all the bullshit here, here in Arizona. Um, Arizona was a great idea, but I think ideally they should have gone to Las Vegas from the jump. Um, what that has done for hockey in that market, I mean, it explodes. And with Winnipeg being back, they were in Atlanta for the longest time, were they not? Yeah, and for whatever reason, they keep talking about how they want to maybe move a team, put another team in Atlanta, and it's like you've tried that. Atlanta's oversaturated. I don't want hockey in Atlanta anymore. It's oversaturated. You know where where I would love to see a professional sports team? Louisville, Kentucky. They have one, don't they? In, the, in their in their don't they have a soccer team? Uh, maybe. You don't give a shit about soccer. No, so we don't talk about. Soccer. Yeah, that's me and Kurt's rule. We don't talk about soccer. I, I only do it when he's not with me, just to agitate him. <laughs> well, you can tell Kurt that this turned into a soccer podcast. <laughs> we'll do. All right, come on, keep rolling. We're, what else are you thinking? Okay. I, I mean, you know, I I would love to see a team, a professional sports team in Alabama. I don't think they have a market a real like a like a top tier NHL. You know the XFL yeah. gets in there and the uh the Alliance of American Football that f- folded in the USFL. You could put a okay, team so, in Birmingham or Montgomery easy. But I don't know that they would have the crowd support. I think like so if you move in Arizona to someplace in Alabama, I think you're running into the same issue. I think you're going to have a town that's not receptive to it. They're not going to want to allocate tax dollars to build a stadium. Um so you're gonna have to you're gonna have to rely heavily on private investors, which is gonna be a, a nightmare because um, they're gonna want to say in everything, which is gonna suck. But um, I, I just don't know that Alabama would be able to support a real professional sports team, and I definitely don't think hockey's the answer to that. Um, I would love to see it. Don't think it would happen. Uh, probably no success there. Um, I always thought Albuquerque well, would be a good market for something. You've got the minor I, league ball know, team, the Isotopes there. But there's a market nope. that far out in the desert where you could put something there, and uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, why not move one to like San Antonio? I mean, think about it. You already have you already have a basketball arena. Um, many many other teams coordinate that with NBA. Are the Stars teams. the only team in Texas? They are, aren't they? Yeah. Yes, yeah. they are. Dallas um, is the only team in Texas. Correct. Which and, and I don't necessarily know that you could support two Texas teams, but. I think like a San Antonio. I think Austin is weird as shit. I think they're cool enough to have a hockey team. I think they would own up to that. And I think it would be like really well received like it was in Las Vegas. You know, I okay, I'm going to come right out here. Nobody, and I will call everybody a liar under the sun, nobody saw what VGK was going to do. Yeah, with that inaugural I mean, run, like nobody saw that coming. Nobody, but I, I think it was a perfect storm for them to go. I mean, when you can jump in and immediately rip um, 
two-time Stanley, or I'm sorry, three-time Stanley Cup champion, Marc-Andre Fleury, right off the roster. And he puts, yeah. yeah. And for the longest time there, it looked like you guys fucked up letting him go and keeping Matt Murray, did it not? Um, No, so, like, I'm a big Matt Murray guy. Um, Homer. What? I mean, any any time you can get a dude that goes and wins you two cups like that, like you, I mean, that dude never has to buy a beer in the city of in the city of Pittsburgh again. Um, what I think people don't understand about Matt Murray and Pittsburgh's a tough market to deal that shit in. Um, he was going through some, you know, he had the uh, he had the slump from the two cups, which is understandable. Uh, I mean, the dude played out of his mind in 2017 i mean i I mean out of his mind um so that was amazing um but for all the shit that pittsburgh fans really gave him for what he gave to the city and then to lose his dad on top of that i mean it's just terrible brutal i mean it's no wonder he can't play in 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 ottawa i mean he's lost his game and i hate that i've got his jersey hanging in my closet man uh matt murray's my dude i don't care how shitty he is um, he had an amazing run as a rookie goaltender, won us the Stanley Cup, filled in Mark Andre Fleury's pads perfectly. Um, that dude, I mean, God bless Matt Murray. That dude, I shout out to Matt Murray. He won't hear this, but that's cool. That I mean, that guy. <laughs> he won't hear this, but. Well, and it's it's you know it's the thing like uh, who's that uh, quarterback that they had in uh, Baltimore. That won the Super Bowl was a nobody. Trent Dilfer. Trent Dilfer. Oh, Trent He's, Dilfer. Matt Murray, Matt Murray is like Trent Dilfer, but more successful because he won two two championships instead of one. You Look know what at I'm you like, go, and you're like, I'm not a any. <laughs> okay, but any 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 quarterback could have been Trent Dilfer. You know what I'm saying? Like you could put anybody there, and they they would have won probably. I, mean, I that, am Trent Dilfer. Nuts. It would have been scary good if they didn't have Trent Dilfer. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry. I don't know what his stat. I'm not a big stats guy. I just like to give people shit. Um, so anyway, yeah. Um, here's another place that I think would be scary good for a market that already has like a hockey history. They're kind of weird, like most hockey fans are. There's a huge market for it anyway. I would try to put a team in Portland. Portland. They're dying. They're dying for a professional sports franchise. Um, they want... I mean, they have the Trailblazers, but, like... I mean, you it, could have I, something I, I else there. Isn't, I shouldn't say it's not a basketball city, because it is. And, you know, they have the MLS, which is the Timbers. Um, personally, I'm a fan of the Timbers. They're going through some shit right now, so... Weird sexual assault stuff. It's kind of a gray area, and I... It's not right. They just have their GM and CEO stand that step down. Uh, Merrick Paulson. I just want to say that motherfucker knew what was going on. What he did I was touched wrong. about that, or I looked on some news about that for one of our weeknight episodes. There's a lot of that going on. Um, he knew. He knew, and he. And everybody knew that he knew. So I, I'm a little embarrassed to say that I like that franchise because they know better. Hopefully, they can get their shit together. They can try to right some of their wrongs and punish the people who deserve it. Cole's you know going through that just, right now, by the way, for Tampa Bay. Cole's Cole's suspended right now, and he's. Tough. And let me tell you, let me tell you, I am a Pittsburgh Penguins fan. I'm a huge Pittsburgh Penguins fan. If you cut me open, I will literally bleed black and gold right now. Let me tell you, if people in the Pittsburgh Penguins office knew what Ian Cole was doing, 
And I don't care if it was Sidney Crosby that he was telling this shit to. If they need to be punished. And those players, they need to be punished. I don't care if it costs us an entire season, man. That's not right. That's hey, not right. He's he's got to meet like, with Maples there. tomorrow. Tyson, did you? It out. Yeah. Say, and I'm telling you, I think the NHL should investigate the Penguins. Again, that is my team, but I think you should believe people when they say these things happen to them. I think you should investigate. That's the fullest. I think everybody is innocent until they're proven guilty. But I think Tampa Bay made the right decision to step away from him at the time. Uh, Hockey Canada CEO, by the way. I mean, we're talking, now we're talking not professional hockey, but Scott Smith stepped down today. Uh, I talked about that. And I did did a uh, Weeknight Chronicles episode by myself this afternoon just because I was so amped up about this NHL preview. So Kurt was at work. and Yeah, it's already posted. Shit, I'll post it later. All right, cool. Uh, But I guess uh, Scott Smith decided, you know, he was going to go ahead and pack it in, step down too. This uh, this thing that's been ongoing since the summer, word got out. Did you know that they estimate that Hockey Canada has paid out almost $8 million in nine settlements going back as far as 1989 for these sexual abuse allegations and everything and of course the big story is the woman who's suing hockey canada for almost four million dollars for assault by eight different uh world junior players in 2018 and it was just covered up you know so yeah and that's i mean i think that um i think their rapid popularity in hockey is a great thing I think, unfortunately, it's going to uncover some very ugly things that has happened in hockey. And I'm not saying I know anything, because I obviously don't. But I I think that there's a lot of stuff like that in the hockey world. I mean, um, what was it? Was it the Blackhawks not that long ago? The Blackhawks, yeah, they were in deep shit. Big one with a junior player. I guess he had got sexually assaulted by... I I don't want to out the story because I don't I don't know the details of it but there was some kind of sexual assault with one of their players was sexually assaulted right or something like that. something like that so and I mean I, I in hockey is a very masculine world and I don't I mean there's this it's a pretty good example of it really if you ever watch letter Kenny um, I've watched clips of that but uh the the alter ego for the for the new show was it Shorzy? Yeah, Shorzy. So I I've got to check it out. Like I want to. Is Shorzy is Shorzy Wayne? I guess from Letterkenny. Yeah. Um, yeah. I forget what his name is. Um, I got to check it out. He's funny. I mean, they're funny guys. But I think I mean obviously they're they're joking and it's a parody and it's kind of done up. But I mean that that is kind of the the stereotypical hockey world it is a very machismo kind of there's very easily sexual assault type things that can be happening so i think with the popularity in hockey i think you're unfortunately going to see a lot of that especially with the push in the and i hate to say it um the the increase and push to include women in the sport love the move i think it's amazing um amanda kessel with team usa has been really kind of integral in that um, and she actually has a job with the Penguins, which is crazy. She's a advisor, a scout, or something. Something like that, um, yeah. She's and I mean, she's doing great things as an ambassador for women in the sport. And unfortunately, I think with the rise of that, 
Um, don't be surprised if some of that, some more reports of this type of thing happen. But um, yeah, I, I am ashamed that that if if, if it comes out that penguins are are had lied for Ian Cole of all people, Ian Cole lied for Ian Cole, then I think uh, I would be pretty upset. Um, I'm probably not going to get rid of any of my penguins gear. Um, You're not going to. I'm not going to wear it publicly for a while. Maybe not. Um, I'm um, and, and I'm pretty big. Like. It, if if there's proof that this stuff happened and it really did, then shame on you. Um, I mean, there's music I won't listen to because of that type of stuff, um, and I and I take it pretty seriously. So um, honestly, if something comes out with the penguins like that, I don't. Uh, I'm going to really really evaluate myself for a little while, I think, and uh, hope for the best. <laughs> uh, here's something else for you. Transitioning away from our. Uh talks about sexual allegations and the uh, the expansion let's actually go through a few teams let's do a little bit of what we came to do tonight uh, okay. I mean yeah. speak I mean we, we ain't gotta be extravagant but Colorado Avalanche repeat no repeat if they don't repeat do they make the postseason again if they make the postseason do they make it to the f- cup like what's your what's your take here? Um, I think uh, if Avs don't make it, whoever beat them beats them, wins the Stanley Cup. Um, I don't think they're the best team in the West. Um, I think they will have probably the best regular season, which will give them the highest, you know, the highest seed, which I think will help them. If they are not the number one seed going into the playoffs, I I don't necessarily see them making the finals. I really, really think Calgary is going to really give them a run for their money. Um, they retooled and everything like that. Um, that being said, I think Avs obviously are, I mean, amazing. And I think if they are top, if they're number one seed, I think they take it all. Wow. Okay. Do you think. Do you think. Carolina makes the cup. I guarantee. I think they're going back to the postseason. I don't see how you don't say they are, and I think they could go all the way to the cup. I'm not saying they're going to um, win, but I think it's a possibility. They're definitely making. They're definitely making Eastern Conference Championship. Definitely making Conference Championship. Do they get to the cup? Um, I have them on my. I have them as my two seed. Actually, ooh, um, you already that, mapped so. out seeds for this. You got to. You got to go ahead and tell homeboy about that. Okay. See, so I didn't we'll go, go that far. I, I kind of quit there. I had I needed to quit. I figured we should free for a lot of stuff. But um, so I actually went through. Here are my top four teams for the West. Um, here's how I think it'll see. Ooh, I'm I'm Avs. listening. Avs, I think, will be the top seed, um, which in, this basically is me saying they're probably going to win the cup. So if they're number one seed, they probably got the crab. I think Flames will probably sneak in at two. I think Oilers are going to be third, and then sneaky Dallas Stars in at the Ooh, Dallas gets in there, huh? Well, and they're a great team. Um, They're kind of one of those teams that they have an identity, um, but they're getting close to kind of, they've got Jamie Benn, a few of them other guys. I don't think they have, no, because he went to to Colorado, actually. you know they got a few guys that they they really got to push to try to get a cup for. 
before they they head off. You know what I mean? So um, I think Dallas is in there. I think they're a good one all day. Jason um, Robertson, Rupe Hints. I mean, you know. I mean, they're, they're a stacked team. I really do think they are. Um, I don't think they're getting as much credit as they should. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I think Rupe is going to be a free agent next year. So this is crunch time to up his value. So I could be wrong. Don't quote well, me on and, that. And if he wants to stay in Dallas, then he'll go play. He'll go play like he wants to. And that's, I mean, that's things to watch for sure is are people who are on their contract seasons. Um, they're going to have to play like they want to earn that money and they will hopefully do so. But um, I'm trying to think who I would put wild card for the West. Um, you know you want to say it. Come on, we got Niederreiter, Roman Yossi, Philip Forsberg, Suarez between the irons. You know you want to say it. You know you want to say it. <laughs> I'll put I'll put Blues and I'll put the Preds in there. There, there we go. And I mean, I do love, I do enjoy watching the the Blues play. That's not, I don't. I was like, come on, you know you want to say it. Sure. Sure. Um, I mean, you know, they've got decent players in there still. Not to mention um, uh, Matt Duchesne, Ryan Johansson. And, I mean, they've, they're going to make a push, too. Um, they've got some young talent coming in. They have some old talent as well. But um, I, I think St. Louis makes it. I think a lot of people are pushing to have um, Los Angeles make it. But I just don't. I don't see Los Angeles in there. Maybe I'm maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. Um, I, I I they're good. I think I know we're leaving out we're leaving out Las Vegas, which I don't necessarily know is a smart decision either. Before you go back to Vegas, I want to just bask up the moment that you actually gave me the Preds. Here here's where I'm at with this. Last year, Matt Duchesne. Knocked in 43 goals. I don't think that happens this season. I think he has a regression. I think they figured him out. They know how to scout him better. Um, But last year, if I have the numbers right for me from the Elias Sports Bureau and ESPN and the NHL, they were shooting percentage last year was like 18.9. That's going to be hard to copy. You know, that's... So, I don't know. Um, well, I mean, you guys have really bolstered up your defense. Um, didn't you just get McDonough? Oh, yes, we did, sweetheart. He's in there, and you've I got mean, Elk Holmes already there. You know, you've got Roman Yossi, uh, Fabro. Uh, yeah, Carrier, I, mean, I forgot about are, Carrier. We got a solid defense. I, what's going to help you a lot is the depth in your defense. Um you know, it's gonna give it's gonna give Cyrus a goal or, or a time to take calm down, give him a chance to get his shit together, and I that's what you want. You don't want a goalie that's gonna have to work too hard. You want your defenseman to be tired. You know I'm saying because they're working, they're making sure your goalie's not being drained. Soros is good, but he's not. Up. I mean, he's good. He understudied from uh, Pekka, but he's no Pekka Rene. You pe- you, you can always depend on Pekka. Uh, last year it was. There was they had a three-headed type of thing. Connor Ingram was one of them. 
Connors Connors was solid. I can't think of the other guy. The other backup. Let me uh go ahead and let that's, me pull up. That's a problem. That's a problem that the Penguins are facing is goalie depth. And that's I mean, if you can find a solid goalie, you can do anything. I mean, look at the Kings for God's sakes. They got Jonathan Quick and they had some okay teams. Um they won a couple Stanley Cups. Um but if you don't have a Jonathan Quick in there, and they're definitely not relevant without him at all. Um, Harry Price, fantastic example. He took a dog shit um, Canadians team to the playoffs all the time. So um, <laughs> Tyson Craver never won to pull punches. Well, I mean, you know, they can hit me up. That's fine. Um, I'll, I can take it. I'll be all right with that. Lanikin's going to be the backup this year, officially. So that means. Don't, don't know if I know much about him. Is he from? Was he from Helsinki, Chicago? Finland? He played. Where did he play at last year? I'm gonna click on his he's bio. Pretty new. He's probably. He's probably still playing AHL or ECHL or something like that, and just probably moved up. Let's see what his bio says. Let's see. Chicago. Okay. Ooh. 2020, 2021. Uh, yeah. Okay. There we go. Well, but I mean, you guys have a lot of depth. Um. I mean, I, I think you're dumb not. I mean, just looking on paper, they should be a great team. Um, I don't know how deep of a run in the playoffs you can get. Um, first round exit for the for the fifth consecutive year. First round exit. You know what? Something crazy happens, and um, fuck, who knows? Maybe the Kings go up higher than we thought. Maybe pretty all right. You were you were talking about you were talking about Vegas, and you already know how I feel about Eichel. Can I throw they're a name? They're, they're a playoff team. Can I throw I, I a name at you? Yeah. Okay. One of my favorite players, and uh, let's just call him an. Uh, I'll call him an X factor. I'll call him a uh, a sleeper. Chandler Stevenson. Chandler Stevenson. Chandler so Stevenson. He is. He's probably. If I had to guess, he's probably on their second line, third line. I think he was a second liner last year. Um, he had a he had a breakout campaign last year though. Uh, he went um, from I think he did fourteen and, and thirty five over fifty one games uh, during the COVID season. But then last year he scored twenty one goals and sixty four points and played seventy nine games. So mm, and I mean that's that's got him like second line and stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, his mustache is a little weird, but you know. Okay, are you are you check are you checking it out right now? <laughs> yeah, I'm actually impressed. Third round overall, drafted by the Capitals. I'm gonna keep an eye out for this guy. Um, I, I'm gonna watch a lot more hockey this year, so I got bullied. I'm gonna have Amazon. to come over to your house and watch hockey as long as Mama says it's okay for you to have a for you to have a friend <laughs> over. I tell you what, she's sleeping right now. That poor girl's gonna get up at three a.m. so she can get on an airplane and go to the city of brotherly love. Oh yeah, look, we were just talking shit about Philly, and now that's where she's going. God, I hope they treat her well. I tell you what, Philly's gonna have a hard time with her. They need to. She. It'll be interesting. She'll have a good time though. Yeah. She's got to go to for a nursing conference. Um. I know. I'm just kind of picking random teams here, getting your 
Getting your opinion. Let's go ahead real fast and uh, let's throw out your pins. What do you What do you got for this season? What are you thinking? God, I'm scared, dude. Dude, <laughs> hey, go up, go for it. Okay, so um, penguins, um, no bias. I'm putting them. I'm putting them somewhere in the top four. Um, I definitely don't see them as a one or two of the East. You got your same um, like some of your same core though, for like. What the fifteenth season almost? If you think uh, about it, seventeenth, I think. But um, so I think those three are signed up. I don't think they're all signed up for six years, but close. Um, which I, I, I love those dudes. I really like it. I don't. I, I want them to have it in them, but I don't know that we're 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 in for hurt once these guys leave. I think. We, I mean, I, there's no way. I mean, we're gonna have to suck for several seasons to get start getting draft picks like that. And hockey's one of those crazy sports fans where like you get all these guys, oh this is the next this, this is the next this, you get them and they don't pan out. You I mean, guys had a uh, about. you guys had a nice off season acquisition there. A twenty nine year old winger, if I'm not mistaken, thirty year old coming out of yeah. Anaheim, right? Jeff Petrie. Yeah. Um I, I think will be helpful for our team. I think we're better than we are last year. We lost Marcus Peterson. We traded John Marino. Um, do these other guys that are kind of you know more role players. Um, I liked John Marino. That being said, I think he kind of had a one-time season back in uh, the 1920 campaign. 21-22, he really fell off. Um, I think what we need to do is kind of lean towards Jake Gensel. Um, open up the state of Pennsylvania and just do what we can to build around him for the open, meantime. Open up. Say that again. I love that phrase. Open up the Ugh. what? The state of Pennsylvania. That's the greatest team thing That's ever. That's a big thing with them. That's a big thing with them. Um, the dude's an animal. He really is. Um, he's low-key. Um, if you get somebody that can play with him, I mean, he's got us in the running all year. I mean, he's clutch. He, he can absolutely, he scores goals when we need them. He can feed the puck really well. He can protect the puck really well. Um, Jake Gensel, uh, without Tanger, Malkin, and Crosby, will be the face of the Penguins if we can keep them. What if? I don't think we, don't think we can. But. What if Crosby gives a special rub to Raquel this year and Raquel has a career year too? You know, he's due for one. Um, he's been kind of, I don't want to say mediocre, because he's still a really, really talented player. Um, I don't know what the Penguins' fascination is with going out and getting guys that I wanted on my roster in 2008, but <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> you know, I guess they're cheap now, so they had all these, you know, they're sitting around roster baiting, thinking like, oh, what if we had this guy? You know what I'm saying? Like, so like... I guess, you know, we got Phil Kessel. Uh, if we didn't get Phil Kessel, we never would have won that, uh, our back-to-backs. But, um, man, I, I don't know. I'm hoping Raquel comes back and, and, and plays well. But, um, I, I mean, we got a good d- defense duo. We got Dumo, Brian Dumoulin, and, um, and obviously Tanger. Um, see how that goes. Uh, it was a huge point, weak point for us last year. Um if Dumoulin doesn't maintain, I think we probably ship him out. So that's, that'll be one thing to watch with the Penguins. Um, hopefully, uh, Pierre-Olivier Joseph, he's a younger defensive talent. 
hopefully he can kind of grow into his own because we need him bad. Um, I think he's, we're probably, I don't want to say we're wasting time on him, but we're waiting for him to open open up. And um, I just don't see it happening as of yet. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, you got any other teams you want to point out? Because, I mean, I could just randomly pick them. This is kind of what you're I here try for. To play. I can try to play, but um, I'm, I'm telling you, dude, I talked about it earlier. Um, this Flames team this year, we got to watch them. Go for um, it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Be, this, this Flames team is going to be nasty. Um, like I said, they just got Kadri. Um, yeah, let me pull them up here on the NHL website. Yeah, and that's the thing. So, Calgary, or not Calgary, uh, hockey, rather. Did they add, they added Rooney, too, this year, didn't they? Mm, I'd have to verify, but, um, you know, hockey's just weird because, I mean, everybody swaps so fast. It's hard to keep up with who's on what. And, yeah, they do have Kevin Rooney. That's crazy. But um, they still have Lucic, which he's kind of riding out. I don't know how much more he's got in the tank. I'd love to see him go for it. Um, not a big Boston guy, but you really got, I mean, it's it's Milan Lucic. You got you to gotta give it to the dude, you know? The, uh, you know, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you. Uh, sleeper, sleeper yeah. team. And but I mean, what he brings to the team is is important. You know, as a as a as a veteran, um, big guy to watch though is the uh, the Huberto that they just got off of Florida. Huberto's a uh, is uh, yeah, uh, he's gonna outscore. Um, Oh, what the fuck's his name? Tyson. Uh, I can't pronounce it. Uh, t- 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 Kachuk? I can't ever pronounce his name. Oh, Kachuk? Yeah. Matthew Kachuk? He's going he's gonna to outscore him. You watch. Hubro outscores Man, I, him this year. I like Kachuk. That Flames team last year, I mean, they were just so fun to watch. You were pulling for them uh, during the postseason. Well, I had to. Uh, when you go 4-2 to two against the... <laughs> The Rangers, you have to do something, you know. Um, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. You know, we have all this heartbreak all year long, and we try, we try, and we try. We get real good at the end of the season just to lose in the first round every year. Like bubble year, bubble season, we lost to Montreal, I'm pretty sure. Who loses to Montreal? Well, everybody did. They won it, but still. Um, Do you have anything to add about – what I call a potentially sleeper team this year as well, and that would be Mark Andre Fleury's new home, uh, the Minnesota Wild. Um, I think the problem with the Wild is that in the East, I think the Wild all day would be a playoff team. But in the crowded the West. Western Conference, it's they just get lost in the shuffle. Well, and it's hard because you have you have Edmonton, who I mean. Don't need to speak on them. We know what they have. Uh, Toronto, you know, it, it, despite their their lack of championship success, they're always crazy good in the in – the, uh, I shouldn't say always. As of recently, they've been good in the regular season. They're great in the playoffs. They have Austin Matthews out there. And, I mean, they're doing the right things. They just get so unlucky. And it's the same thing with football. You know, that, that ball gets a weird bobble. Whole game's off. You don't know where you're – you know what I'm saying? So, um a lot of times, Penguin's a great example. Puck goes, you know, tilts even three degrees the wrong direction. That does that's not a goal, you know. So you know um, something I want to run by you. Speaking of of the wild, this just came to me. 
you and I both come from football. That's you know that was one of our bread and butters. And what do they always say in the NFL? If you when you have quarterback or running back controversy, if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have a quarterback. You have two running backs, you don't have a run because there's always an issue. Right. What happens this year? Because they've got Mark Under Fleury who come over in the trade last year to Minnesota, but now you added Philip Gustafin uh, Gustafin in the offseason. So now who do you hang your hat on here? Like who do you, you now Fleury started like a combined fifty six games between Chicago and Minnesota last season. I don't think you see yeah. him do that again. Uh and plus Philip Gustafson's like what, twenty five years old? Yeah, he's a young guy. He's so young guy. Um, what do you what do you think happens there? Now I think I, I think um, I saw on the NHL app today because I have the app on my phone. I'm sure you've got the NHL app too. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, yeah, it's got my Penguins logo on it. There you go. Um, I think they're going to give the starting nod tomorrow night to or Thursday night, whatever night they open the season. I think they're going to give the starting nod to Flurry to open the season. Um, so I think you know, as far as tandems go, um, I think you put the guy that's proven. I think you put the guy that's veteran until he messes up or needs to rest or something similar. Um, I think you run Flurry as one. Um, Gustafsson can sit back and learn. I mean, who better to learn from than probably one of the greatest goal talents of this, I mean, of, of at least the past couple decades. Um, you know, he's right up there with a Ryan Miller. Um, I mean, he's similar to Marty Berger. I mean, name name a legendary goalie. Marc-Andre Fleury's up there. And, I mean, we're all blessed to be able to see something like that. I think you're crazy to give all that money to Fleury and not something. Um... So staying kind of local, <clears throat> we're let's shoot over to St. Louis here a minute. Uh, I'm pretty sure this is the last hurrah for both uh, Tarasenko and God. I have always loved Tarasenko and Ryan O'Reilly. Both those guys are scheduled to be free agents at the end of this season. I don't see either one of those guys coming back unless they sign for a hometown discount. Uh, specifically O'Reilly. I mean, I could see Tarasenko maybe coming back for a one- or two-year deal. Definitely sure. don't think Riley comes back. Uh, um, you're not getting both, that's for sure. Um, I, I love the Blues. Um, Jordan Bennington, man. First, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you know, and then you got, you got the Halls. And, um, I mean, they're just – they're a fun team. They're local. If you've never been to St. Louis for any sporting event whatsoever – Tyson recommends go and check out a Blues game. Well, see, I went and caught them when they were playing the Pens. And um, first of all, the St. Louis teams are fans, super welcoming if you're an opposing fan. Um, I've been to I don't know how many Pirates, Cardinals games, and they always joke with me. They're always super nice. I've never seen the Pirates win in Bush Stadium, but that's a different conversation. (laughs) The uh, I, when we went to the Penguins Blues game, um, honestly, they had every right to. I mean, a regular season game, a one-off regular season game, is not a big deal, and especially one not out of, out of, uh, out of conference. But I mean, we went in the 16 season, and I mean, at the time, St. Louis was just as well as a, a Stanley Cup contender as the Penguins were. Um, as a matter of fact, I think the Sharks might have. 
beaten them to get into the finals. Great team. But um, very welcoming. Stadium's great. Um, our good seats. Prices weren't too bad when we went. So if you haven't seen live NHL hockey and you live in the southern Indiana area, Nashville's a great place for a game. St. Louis is an amazing place for a game. They open up Ballpark Village. It's awesome. Uh, since we were shitting on Toronto earlier, do we want to do do you want to take a peek at Toronto or you just want to pass on that? Because I do find it interesting that, you know, you know I love me some Oilers talk. Uh, you know, Toronto let Campbell walk. Why did they let Campbell walk? Well, who did they sign in order to get the I mean, they they brought in Murray. You know, they let Campbell walk to bring in Murray basically. Um, sure. do, I mean, do you um, do you got anything to say about Toronto, or are you just going to be like, you know the story? No, I think it's interesting, because I, I probably would have paid Campbell. Um, it doesn't make sense to me why they let him walk. I don't know what the deal was there. I'd have to look into it. But um, I think they did it to Matt- get the capital to bring Murray in. I, I think you find a way to keep Campbell and keep him with Austin Matthews, but hey, that's just me. What do I know? Um, you know what? If I'm not mistaken, they might have had a cap space issue. One of our teams in Canada is fighting like seven million cap space. Ooh, that's tough. That's a tough day at the office. Well, think about it. Think about it in terms of hockey. When your average contract is less than five hundred thousand dollars, I mean, you get guys. If you're seven million in the hole on cap space. There's not much you can do, and it's similar to what, in a lot of it's really controversial, um, Tampa Bay was in a very similar situation. And so, do you know what they did to get over it? What's that? They put said amazing defenseman on, no, it was, uh, um, what's his face, that Russian dude? Oh, uh, oh boy, I can't think, yeah. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Sponsored by Bud Light. Yeah. Not great in names. Hang on. Kucherov. 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 They put Kucherov on injured reserve. And so because they did that, it didn't hit against the cap space. Because Tampa Bay is in a very similar situation where they have so much that they have to try to eat and manage. you got to pay them after to figure it out. Um and I mean, I, I don't know how the hell they got somebody like Corey Perry. I mean, he's a veteran. He's not going to take small money, but I don't know how they got to where they did, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the Toronto thing, I'm trying to see one of these teams, I swear, has a nasty cap hit that they got to try to work against. It's either Toronto or Edmonton, and that's going to be a big issue for them. But um, Toronto's going to be firing all cylinders, man. I mean, they're going to be good. Um um, Jonathan Tavares, um, he's got to try to get his shit together. Um, I like Tavares. I always have. No, not a fan. Oh, hot take. Can't be. Can't be. I, a Penguins fan, dude. And I, when I was a kid, I, when I was younger, I'm, I'm more open to it now. I've started expanding my horizons. Um, if you were in the same division as my team, I hated you. So any, any uh, Eastern Conference teams garbage i hated all of them not been like a single one of the end of the players on the rosters none of them but what i found out quickly with hockey is that you can't do that because eventually that player can play for you <laughs> so, so so 
you start appreciating the talent more. Um, oh, absolutely, dude. My favorite, my the Penguins over everybody, but um, you start appreciating the talent more when you expand your horizons and find players to look into. Um, big one for me, for example, would be like Andre Kopitar. Um, when the Penguins didn't have so much luck when they won their cups, the Kings won their cups. Um, I need somebody to watch and. Um, Dude, Kopitar is vastly underrated, um, especially now. I mean, he's not as good as he used to be, obviously, but um, he was a dude that I genuinely liked to watch play. Um, very, very technical with a puck, great on skates. It was just a blast to watch. And so once I started liking other teams and opening that up, hockey got a lot more interesting for me because I had more investments in some of the other games that were on, you know what I mean? Do you see any teams you want to go ahead and talk about now that you think you could see a regression this year? Like I'm gonna go ahead and uh, I'm gonna go ahead and put a hot take out there, a bold prediction, and I and probably a blow in my face, but I could see I could see Florida kind of backsliding a little bit. I know that's an unpopular opinion. Hell, they won what 58, 60 something games last season. Uh, they won the I, President's Trophy last year, I'm pretty sure. I, You know what? Let me uh, scroll up here and take a look at the old... I'm guessing. I'm pretty sure that they did. Because they had... Uh, they got Claude Giroux. They had Hibido or whatever his name is. I, I mean, they had a really, really good roster. Yeah, they Still did. Do. President's Trophy. Yeah. Like Man, look at me. Look at the idiot that I am throwing it out there. Be like, yeah, this team's going to backslide. And Tyson's like, uh, they won the president's trophy, dude. No, and that's kind of the thing, too. Like, so, um, like, Southwestern sports um, and even, like, Florida area, especially with hockey, like, you don't think about those teams. You know, Tampa Bay is really putting Florida hockey on the map. Um, but nobody really thought Do about Do you see Florida regression with since. Tampa Bay this year? I mean... Tonight they yeah. did not. Tonight they looked like they were still feeling the effects of losing the Stanley Cup back in June. They did not look that good tonight. I didn't think. Well, well, and again, I'm not a hockey expert, but I, I bullshit. That. I think that was my reason for picking New York. He says he's not a hockey expert, folks. <laughs> We've been doing this an hour and a half. I beg to differ. This man knows more about hockey than I ever thought about. Uh, here's uh, I'm a- trying. You know, I've I've been listening to a lot of hockey talk as of recently. Um, I do got to give some credit. To, you know, NHL stats. That's definitely been out there. Um, been listening to a lot of the, the um, Spit and Chickle Boys. Obviously, I, I want to shout um, out a couple of NHL podcasts. By the way, since Tyson was talking about that, uh, obviously with me doing podcasts and uh, you know, um, I listen to a lot of podcasts. But I want to shout out a few of the NHL podcasts that, that, I mean, some I listen to, check out once a month. These guys all put out content, uh, if not daily, at least weekly or biweekly. Of course, the the biggest one, the best one, I think, is Spit and Chicklets. Uh, after yeah. that, uh, any of the Locked On NHL podcasts are always good. Uh, there's another one called Dropping the Gloves. Is that uh, Don Scott? That is. Yes, sir. The former NHLer himself. Uh, Can we talk about him for a second? I, I would love for you to. Go ahead. So I that is one of the most amazing things about hockey to me, are players like John Scott. You get somebody who's undrafted, this old-school enforcer guy, 
and he turns around and he becomes the captain of the all-star team and i'm pretty sure that all-star team or all-star game happened in nashville if i'm not mistaken you know what you know what um, i'm thinking about when you say that it gives me ear it gives me eerily vibes to your other favorite team the Pittsburgh Steelers, and that gives off some real hardcore James Harrison type vibes right there, don't it? You know what? And that's probably accurate. The dude, and I, I mean, if you look at his stats, I mean, John Scott honestly had not a lot of business being on um, on any NHL roster. The dude could could hit like a motherfucker and just wouldn't take any shit, and that's what you needed, you know? So you get a guy like that, hell yeah, sign me up all day. <laughs> Um, underdog, that's the type of dude that, uh, what is it? They had the janitor at, in North, or, uh, for the Carolina Hurricanes came out and was stood in the, uh, stood in the pipes for, for a little bit. For a little bit, yeah. Toronto had their Zamboni driver. Um, amazing, absolutely amazing. Um, that type of stuff. Um, actually, one of my favorite players as a kid, I mean, middle school you know when i started really getting into it um rob scuderi really so i mean random one-off player actually went to the kings when i stand the cup with the kings it's crazy so uh scudsy was a veteran defenseman and he earned the nickname the peace so we picked him up as a late playoff acquisition um going into 2000 seven and eight and he wore the number four and i thought for whatever reason at the time that was my quote-unquote lucky number so i just kind of gravitated toward that anyway but the dude i mean stood up when you needed him to he could feed the puck he could protect people he i mean anybody fucked with sid he was over him um but he was an older veteran player similar to a um oh what the hell is his name I forget. But anyway, um, those type of players, the old veterans, the, the hard-nosed type players, that's the type of shit that I like. Um, and, and yeah, that's, that's, I love those players. So John Scott, I actually did not know he had a podcast. I actually learned about that today. I am going to give that a severe listen. I think he's an extremely interesting dude. Pass off to John Scott. Uh, Tyson. Yes. So you've listened to the podcast. You're a fan of the podcast. Why? Uh, cheap plug here. I think you like to hear hashtag tits, two idiots talking sports. That's what I'm telling you, dude. You know, we, we put that in the show open because it was so funny. But I just looked at Kurt one day and uh, I had said something. He goes, what? I said, well, I'm selling the episodes out on Twitter, you know, for people to, to click on the, you know, the hashtag and see what it's about. And I just did tits one day, two idiots talking sports. And. Man, we would have had like a thousand something downloads had we had done that. But um, as you know, on the show, Kurt and I do what we call pickums. We just throw a random name or a team at somebody and be like, "Hey, which guy would you rather have?" So I'm gonna do one with you. Uh, I know we're kind of just previewing random teams and whatnot, but I'm gonna I'm gonna throw two sets of teams at me, and you just pick them. Which one you like better? Rangers or Islanders? Shit, that's tough. Um, I'm going to take the Islanders. That's my boy. Any, that's my boy. Not anything in particular. I don't... I'm going to say the only reason, and it's probably a very unpopular reason, is because of the old school 
90s throwback, absolutely puke in your mouth, disgusting. The fish looking journeys, the fish looking jerseys. Loved it. Loved I it, bet dude. you we but, see um, that on the ice this year. We have to. We have to. The retro, I love the retro jerseys. Uh, the 90s are definitely in right now. Everybody so, misses uh, the 90s, bro, not just in sports in general. Right. So, I mean, capitalize on it. And I swear to God, mark my words. If the Penguins do not bring back their old school <laughs> Robo Pen jersey, the Robo Pens, Kurt talks about that Robo all the Pan, time. I, I'm I'm leaving it right out. I am in the market for a jersey. I have been itching to buy a hockey jersey for so long. I have waited to pull the trigger because I'm waiting for a Robo Pen. It's not a popular jersey with the Penguins fans. I fucking love it. So <laughs> I'm I'm waiting to pull the trigger on it. And I swear to God, if they don't do it, I'm gonna go buy. I will probably go buy either a Brandon Tenev Seattle Kraken jersey, or I am going to go balls deep and I will buy a Nazim Kadri Calgary Flames jersey. I'll do it. I will do it. <laughs> but anyway, I will take the Islanders. Who do you pick? You pick the Islanders too? I would probably pick the Islanders. I mean, I I like the Rangers a lot, but uh, and and the reason I'm picking the Islanders is completely. It it's it's a nostalgia for like what you talked about, but simply uh four straight cups in the seventies and eighties. Yeah. Uh yeah. it's when's the last time you saw any of the major four front uh you know, sports here win four straight championships. Uh and that's uh, that is gonna be a future episode. Yeah, the closest you're gonna get is uh Golden State and the shit that they were doing. Chicago Bulls. Um, they did. I they say did two three peats, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Two three peats. Um, maybe you can maybe throw in the Patriots in there because it was on and off for them. I don't, did Patriots ever win it back to back? They did two. They did it. Oh three and oh four. Okay. Okay. Is that uh, Randy Moss? All them guys? No. No. That was a bunch of no name teams. Vinatieri. You can thank Vinatieri for those. Vinatieri, Dion Branch. Bunch of guys I wasn't paying attention to. Yeah. Um, you watching Mark McGuire one-handed swing a baseball bat, fucking hit a baseball five hundred. I was yards. I was in the fifth grade, man. Sosa and McGuire just ripping it. Yeah. Um. Do you have any hot takes or bold predictions for this season? Let's say like uh, personnel change. Why like. Uh, a coach being fired or a player being traded any hot oh. takes like you're sure or bold prediction like you know this could happen you got anything for me oh do i ever i actually talked about this a little bit i hate philadelphia and i will go on record say it is probably my least favorite sports franchise of all time however they are going to be dog shit and not worth watching. I am still going to put the Philadelphia Flyers on my television. I'm going to tell you why. Torts. John Tortorella on the bench is going to be absolute fucking chaos in Philadelphia. <laughs> I love this guy, dude. I love this guy. They are going to be terrible, and he is going to be livid all game. Whoever his cardiologist is better have high blood pressure medication on tap because... This dude's gonna need it. He's gonna have a rough time. I'm showing, I'm showing average maybe 76 points next year for the Flyers, which is dog shit. Um, they have them beating, 
I'm looking at, I don't know who the Daily Hive is, but I've looked at a couple. They have they have the Sabres, Flyers, and Canadians bottom three, which would I, I would say is probably accurate. Um, don't really care where you go for that. That's, that's, I would say it's probably accurate for East. Um, yeah, please watch the Flyers. They're going to be, I don't even know who's on the Flyers roster. Let's just scroll um, down here and take a look at what NHL and ESPN are saying about the Flyers. Boy, they are way down here. They must not have high hopes. They're going to be poopy. and They're ranked 30th where, out of 32 teams. I'm telling you, they're going to be poopy. Um, I, I mean, and those Flyers players, I, I, they're either going to love Torts or they're going to hate that man, and they're going to quit the team and demand trades and all that other shit. Um, they got Travis Konechny still. which Konechny will get traded. Guy. Absolutely. Um, I didn't even know Van Rijmsdijk is still over there. He's playing for them. Um, Tony D'Angelo, I think that's a... He'll be their bright spot right. this year. Uh, Carter Hart. If Carter Hart does not bounce back, and he had a tough year. Let me tell you, when a goaltender has a tough year, it's hard. It is so hard to bounce back. Like Again, Matt Murray, perfect example. Um, if you can't bounce back from that, you, I mean... You're gonna bounce around the league. You'll be back up goaltender. Mm, that I mean, you're not wrong. Do they still have Sean Couturier over there? No, they don't. I could not tell you. I'm sure this is entertaining podcast material. Let's figure out who's on this one. Nah, hey, you know what? Fuck uh, them. It's my show. <laughs> Ryan Ellis is on there. You Ryan know Ellis. They might not be as bad to watch as I thought. Um. I don't necessarily. Carter Hart doesn't get his shit together. They might as well start trading some of the murky goaltenders. Um, I don't know, man. Um, I'm still putting them low. Like I said, I still encourage people to watch them. I think they're going to be at least at least follow the storylines. Torts is going to do some crazy shit. If you don't know who John Tortorello is, one point in time when he was the coach for the Vancouver Canucks, this crazy son of a bitch went back to the locker room and tried to single-handedly fight the entire Flames roster at at, uh, <laughs> at, at, the, at at the intermission. I mean, it was crazy. They had, I mean, you, you can watch the video. You can see the tunnel video where they have all these massive hockey players trying to pull tiny John Tortorella out of the fucking tunnel. That's where Amazing. I always tell them, hop in your Google through. machine and, and go look. This dude's going to have a seizure on the bench. Um... It's it's going to be brutal. It's going to be terrible. There's going to be probably a mass exodus leaving Flyers territory. I'm not just trying to be a doom and gloom because I don't like the team. Um, just pay attention. I think it'll be interesting. I think it'll be a point I bring up later again uh, if you do have me on the show. Of I, uh, course. I will definitely be talking about the Flyers again. They are they should be entertaining television. Um. You got any other teams you want to roll over? Got? I mean, we still got quite a few. You got anything in particular you like? You got to say right now? Um, I mean, we went an entire hockey podcast and never mentioned Alexander Ovechkin. So I well, I was going to ask you: is it is it win or now? Is it win or now for for the Capitals? Uh, they're going to be and correct me if I'm wrong. And as I said, Tyson's the hockey expert, which he always argues with me, but. Looking at what I'm looking at, and I could be wrong, uh, they're predicted to probably finish middle of the pack this season. 
Um, I think they're going to be one of the oldest teams in the league, and I'm going to have a hot take here, and I could be wrong. I'm no expert like Mr. Cravener here, but uh, I think the place the playoff streak could possibly come to an end. Um, uh, they got yeah, bounced last I, year in what the first round? Yeah, yeah. To I don't even know who played the first round. Uh, Boston probably. Maybe. They were low, and I know Boston's kind of mid-pack there. Probably Boston, um, which they're—I don't know what they're—they're they're definitely win now. Um, so, if I had to guess on quote-unquote win now teams, um, Backstrom is out. By the way, he had off-season uh, off hip surgery. So, um, you know they—they they brought in Dylan Strom. Um, Dylan Strom, however you say it probably going to be on the second line I would say filling in so uh, and Strom was he was highly touted I mean he was what the second or third overall pick by the Coyotes I want to say like six seven years ago potentially yeah um, so you really need like Taylor Hall to step in um, and I don't know he never really got back to uh that Devils form. Um, he had a great rookie season with the Devils. I mean, killed it. You know, um, great acquisition by Boston. It sucks that he hasn't really. I mean, he's been good. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he's not. He's nothing to sniff at, or you know, put your nose up at. He's a great player. Um, he's just not. I don't think he's fulfilling what people thought he was going to do, and definitely not what Boston thought he was going to do. Um, what you're going to need is you're going to need Sheary and Hathaway. To really, uh, for those that don't know, Connor Sheary and Garnett Hathaway, you're going to need these guys to really step up with all these injuries and absences that Washington has because I think it's now or never for the Capitals. I mean, how the many Capitals how many years could one hundred percent? How many years does Ovechkin and have left? You got to think this is the last year or the next couple of years. It's it. No, I mean, I think Ovechkin, um, I think he's really, he's, you hate him, you do, but if he was on your team, you'd have his jersey, but you have to give the man respect, I mean, he's the closest thing to Wayne Gretzky we've ever seen, and to be honest with you, he's fucking tough, and I think he can play hockey long, like Gordie Howe did, is it tough? He's the Tom Brady of the NHL, is that what it is? Could be, but I mean, hell, even if you have him on a roster, he may not be able to score goals, but he could sure as fuck feed the puck to somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I think he's still got an in him. I think being able to continue to build a roster around him is going to be pr- problematic. Um, I think he ends up, I, I think he is very much in Tom Brady's situation in that he can kind of, he, he calls a lot of the shots. I think they give him a little too much power. Um, I, I mean, you've really... You've got protection there. Um, who's their defensive then? Um, Trevor Ramsdyk, he's still there. Eric Gustafsson's still there. Um, ooh, they just got Darcy Kemper in goal. Um, I, I mean, they'll at least be entertaining hockey, but um, you want... Oh, Haglin still has to be fast. T.J. Oshie has to be on his game. I love um, T.J. Oshie, Antlers. by the way. Okay, 
one reason, and actually the number one reason to hate the Capitals is Tom Wilson. He's the dirtiest player I've ever seen, and I personally have a James Neal jersey. So, James Neal, former former Nashville Predator, James Neal? Yes. Uh, <laughs> same exact James Neal. He used to be a Penguins player. Um, he I did? Bought his, I bought his Stadium Series jersey in the Pittsburgh Strip District, 50 bucks. <laughs> and um, hand-stitched letters, all that other kind of jazz. I don't know about you. I wasn't going to pass that deal up. But, um, yeah, anyway, I, Tom Wilson, terrible. I mean, good player. Uh, dirty player, especially for a winger. But um, you're right. Connor Sheary needs to play well. well. Um, Backstrom, the Backstrom, Ovechkin, um, who's that other fucking TJ Oshie kind of thing that they have going. It, it's now or never for him. Um, and I don't know that obviously not getting any younger. I'm looking average ages on some of this roster. A lot of these dudes are born in the 80s. A lot of their supports a little younger, but um, yeah, uh, big do or die teams are basically kind of going to be the shut, so to speak, of, of the old quarterback draft class, basically. You know, you've got the Penguins that are going to close out. Um, Crosby's got pretty well one more chance next couple seasons to try to win one. Uh, Ovechkin's got next couple seasons to try to win, win one. And then um, uh, Patrice Bergeron this is kind of his season. Um, if this doesn't work out for them, I don't know. I think Krejci sticks around. Um, I think you got to offload Taylor Hall if he doesn't work out in Boston. Um, Felingo, I don't even know. You touch that one, maybe let him ride. But a lot of these teams, it is these three specifically, this is do or die for them. And, and to be honest with you, even as a Penguins fan, I don't see either three of these teams lifting the pep up at the end. I love the optimism of NHL 23. They had the Penguins beating the Avalanche in the finals. I just don't see that happening. <laughs> I, the last I'm, I'm time I played honest. an NHL game was NHL 16. I think the last time I legitimately played an NHL game, I think I had to blow the cartridge out and put it into my Super Nintendo. <laughs> um, Let me throw one at you here. Going to be bottom half of the league. Uh, let's talk about Vancouver. What are you seeing out of Vancouver this year? And, of course, you know, there's my boy Thatcher Demko. I could not remember his name earlier. I felt like an idiot. But in addition to Thatcher Demko, between the irons, you've got Elias Peterson on that team. Uh, Brock Bossier, or Boaster, however you say it, uh, who's gonna who's out. He is injured. He will be out until probably November. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've... Um. Is that uh, is that Larson still on there? Um, Larson. They see. still have is they still have Horvat. Yes. Um, Horvat you know, is still I, on there. It'll be an interesting team. Um, I think. And of again, course, you know, point, that sh- one of the, one of the greatest coaches of all time, just for the sheer animation, because I I just love this guy. He's fat like me, kind of, and he's roly-poly, and he says what's on his mind. Boudreaux. Who's that? Bruce. I mean, you know, he's got a hard job in front of him. Um, the, the Canucks team, they I mean, just unlucky. Uh, I mean, how do you get... I had you, 
the only time I played fantasy hockey. Do you want to hear what my fantasy team was called? What's that? Two Sedines, no cups. <laughs> Two Sedines, no cups. How do you have both of them motherfuckers on your team and not win anything? They won two president's trophies and still didn't win a Stanley Cup. So it, they got unlucky. Uh, they were in a, a Western Conference. Um, I mean, you have a consistently good Ducks team that was out there. Um, the Kings were great at the time. Um, you know what's interesting that, about Vancouver, though, don't you? What's that? You know, last season, they allowed, they were top five uh, allowing the fewest goals in the league. So, what did they finish? Oh God, they finished forty and thirty and twelve. Missed the playoffs. They only put up ninety-two points last season. Right now, if you That's were to go, be middle of the pack though, isn't it? Ninety-two. I, I mean, probably middle of the pack, top of the bottom. Uh, they're a five-thousand-point underdog to win the cup this year. Oh yeah, I wouldn't put money on them. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, I wouldn't either, oh, but... Um, um, let's see where Vancouver... Because I'm just curious. I didn't even look at how the teams ended last year. You know what? They barely missed the playoffs, actually. I think uh, Thatcher Demko could make a push for the Venza Trophy. Okay, I'm not well, saying okay, he's going to get some it. Perspective. Here's some perspective for you. So the teams that were barely in in the Eastern Conference last year. Oh, you're looking you last the New York year. Islanders. Yeah, and, and, and this is just kind of a, a precursor to what we could look forward to for the Canucks. You had the Islanders and the Blue Jackets finish 84 and 81 points consecutively. Um, is that the right word for that? Anyway. Um, Probably. In the Eastern Conference. So, so barely missing. Well, I shouldn't say barely because... Um, Boston and Washington had him beat by 107 and 100 points. But for perspective, if Vancouver was playing in the East, they had 92 points. So they weren't really that bad. They just, the competition in the Western Conference was just so much better. Which, duh, obviously. But anyway, um, I don't know. I think Vancouver would be middle of the pack. Um, I, I, I don't know how much better they got in the offseason. But we could probably throw them in as kind of like a wild horse. They could definitely be a disruptor um, in the scope of the playoffs. We can kind of keep an eye on them. Okay. I, I mean, I, I think there will be an interesting team to watch, which I think is important. Um, I'm looking at them as they're projected to get 92.5 points this year. Um, so you can throw that anywhere from 90 to 95. Um which, if they can get 95 points, then I think they're a playoff team in the Western Conference. Okay. Well, you know what? That's probably a fair assessment. I don't think I'll argue any of that. Um, yeah, um, I mean, if you need another team to watch, I think Detroit's going to be really impressive. I was going to gonna ask you, we how can you do a podcast and not talk about the Red Wings? Well, it's because that's, that's what the NHL has. They want the original six pushed. Um, oh, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that's like... The NFL, they want the Tom life. Brady on top all the time. For the If I was Gary Bettman, the number one thing that I would do every fucking year is get an original six team on an outdoor game. And I don't know why he doesn't do that. That's the stupidest shit I've ever heard of. You just love the stadium do series, don't you? Uh, I love outdoor hockey games. Um, that's actually, I mean, the, the the first winter classic. I'm literally wearing a powdered blue Sydney Crosby jersey right now. Um... <laughs> 
Man, that that Winter Classic game honestly sealed the deal on my love for hockey. Um, watching Crosby hit that last minute overtime, or uh, I'm sorry, the um, the shootout goal and the fucking crazy powder pouring from the sky. I mean, you couldn't even see the dude, and he's flying through the sky, almost Bobby Orr type shit to score that goal. Amazing. So that that game for me, and I, I'm not really one to remember games, specific games. But that game, that sealed the deal with hockey fandom for me. Um, I literally, after watching that game, I immediately went out and bought this jersey. I had my grandmother take me to the Pittsburgh Mall. I bought this jersey at a Dick's Sporting Goods, and I have it to this day. So I love outdoor games. I think it's perfect for the sport. If I was Gary Bettman, I would put our original six team outdoors every year. Stadium series, winter classic, I don't care. I would shove it down people's throats until they are sick to their stomachs. It's your moneymaker. Why wouldn't you? You just sold me. So, I mean. What would be better, what would be better than watching, uh, I don't know, Boston and Montreal duke it out in the, in the cold? Um, let's get the Red Wings and the Maple Leafs playing. That's amazing. I, I love Maple Leaf versus Red Wings hockey. Always have. Why the, why the fuck would you not show that? Like they have all these amazing rivalries and they don't do anything with them. You know, they tried a little bit. They did battle of Pittsburgh or Pennsylvania, which was cool. Um, they took they they were more focused on good games, which I don't blame them. You know, they did the uh, they did the Heinz Field um, Winter Classic with the Capitals, and they put. Chicago down everybody's throats, which again, I absolutely fucking would. I would do a Chicago Boston game outdoors every fucking year. I would play it I would play it at Wrigley. I would do it at is Fenway still a thing? I don't know. I don't follow baseball. I couldn't get shit left. That would be cool. I would do I would do it all the time. I would do it so much to the point that people are annoyed and quit watching. Because Think about what you would do in the NHL with just merchandising alone. When a Winter Classic rolls around, jersey sales skyrocket. All their their hats, their T-shirts, everything. I would I would do original six, kind of like they do. Um, what is the Canadian one? They call it the Heritage Classic. The Heritage Classic. Uh, usually, Vancouver, Toronto. I think Calgary has done one. I I, I would do shit like that. I would try to. Because that's what the sport is. Everybody worries about the historical, the storytelling, and all that kind of stuff. I'd buy into it. But the flip side of that, I would take, you know, your newer teams and try to create some culture and history with them. You know, I would still do outdoor games with your um, with your Seattle Krakens or your Ducks, Sharks, you know, some of the newer teams. I got to say, though, if Nashville ever puts out a shitty Stadium Series jersey like that again, you gotta change the fandom, bro. That Smashville jersey was awful. What's wrong with the Smashville jersey? That looks like some shit that a beer league team would come up with. <laughs> well, it's Broadway, Tyson. They get drunk on Broadway all the time. That's probably where some. Listen, that's a, that's a big thing with me. I love hockey jerseys. I can talk jersey talk forever. Any kind of jersey, love it. I love the history of it. My thing. Smashville jersey that they did last year is the most atrocious hockey jersey I think I've ever seen. And well, it's right up there with the Steelers' Bumblebee jerseys. I don't own one. Not a fan. Um, <laughs> but 
But I gotta say, some of the best football I've ever seen by the Steelers were in those fucking jerseys. Woof. Tell me I'm wrong. Big oh. Ben, you have Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, you have Chris Boswell. I mean, the the Bumblebee jerseys, ugly as they were, the Steelers played some of their best games in it. All right, let me hit you with this. Your pick, your opinion. Who's going to finish worse than the league? Are you coming back around to Chicago again? Because if I you really are, there's some, sh- there's some shit about I really Chicago. Hope, I really hope it's the Flyers. Cause, um, you just love watching Flyers, John Tortorella it, drama. Well, I just love watching Philadelphia lose. It like... If Pittsburgh can't win, but Philadelphia loses, that's still a win for me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, no matter what, as long as Philadelphia loses, I'm happy. So this, the Eagles, Eagles have nothing to do with the Steelers. The Eagles 4-0 right now, I think it's killing me. I hate it. I hate the I hate Philadelphia teams. Can't stand them. But anyway, um, I, I want to say it's the Flyers, but unfortunately, I think the Arizona Coyotes are going to be bottom of the barrel, and. Um, they're gonna get uh, uh, Burdard or whatever his whoever the new pick, the big yeah. number one draft pick is gonna be. Um, I don't know a whole lot about him. Um, I think there's a lot of overhype when it comes to first round picks in hockey. Um, some of those first round picks aren't even immediately ready to go on a roster. It's it's like baseball. So um, ideally, if you get a first round pick like Owen Power with the uh, with the Buffalo Sabers. Ideally, you get him starting, but I just you don't want to feed him to the wolves and uh, just watch him get eaten, unfortunately. So um, I hate that. I would love to see Arizona be a successful program. Um, I think without without an Arizona hockey program, you that sport's not the same in the West um, at all. If you don't have Arizona Coyotes, I don't think you would have uh, Las Vegas. So to see that team struggle is just kind of hard. Um, they bring a lot to the table. Um, they kind of brought NHL into the 21st century, so to speak, and they started transforming everything from... Uh, um, hell, where have you seen the game from? Quebec? Quebec. Quebec. No. I think they're Hartford. I want to give you... I want to give you something real fast. I want to give you my take, and I think... I think the the bottom spot I think the bottom spot in the league comes down to uh potentially Philadelphia, Arizona, Chicago and I hate to say this uh I could make a push that it could possibly be Montreal. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, Montreal was in a lot of direction. I love that Suzuki guy. I think he's great. Oh, I love Suzuki. He played um, for uh, Florida last year, wasn't it? Uh, no, I or, think he's been in Montreal for a while. Um, but, maybe I, mean, I was wrong. They have, they have a lot of parts there. Um, they added Kirby. The they added Kirby from um, Chicago. Kirby Doc. Yeah. Kirby Doc. Yeah, I love Kirby yeah. Doc. They did lose Jeff Petrie, who went to... Uh, I don't know. We were talking about him earlier. Where'd Petrie go? He is now officially a Pittsburgh Penguin. That's which, right. Um, but I, I have mixed feelings about. But we'll see. We'll see. I'm gonna watch him. What's gonna hurt what them is Carey Price is gonna miss the entire season. So he's on, not even on the roster, is he? No, he's gonna be on long-term injured reserve. So he will not dress at all this season. 
So did he not officially retire? Is he still playing? Really? I I don't know if he officially retired. I don't remember seeing it in the headlines this summer. Um, I don't see him on the roster. I mean, I think that I think that he's likely. I think the Canadians probably probably tell him to to be ready. You know. Um. But I think it's going to come down to I think I mean I hate to to keep shitting on Chicago, which the Blackhawks, which by the way is one of the only teams besides the Chiefs and the Braves that are not going to be politically correct and change their names. I'm looking at you, Washington football team and Cleveland Guardians. Um, uh, so first of all, I just want to say that Blackhawks losing, I love that. <laughs> it brings me great joy. I don't feel bad for them at all. Well, the shit they're in, the the shit they're in too. I'm gonna tell you, Chicago's probably, if it's not St. Louis, Chicago's probably the most popular sport franchise or or, um, hockey franchise in this area. There's a lot of Chicago people around, Um, and and, I mean, I don't blame them. You know, uh, three cups in what was it, six years? It was about it was about a five six year span. They were dominating 2010. 2012, amazing, 2015. Amazing run. And they put a lot of really great teams together. Um, I'm, I'm telling I you. love. Go ahead. I just love that they're losing. It brings me great joy to see that. I'm telling you, you know what? right that means, now. That means that Sidney Crosby, Sidney Crosby outlives all. Look at Because look at their careers. Sidney Crosby's still kicking ass. They're still a playoff team, motherfucker. Right. That is right. Cheer him. <laughs> Praise Sydney. I'm, I'm telling you right now. Um, you, I want to talk about Chicago. I really want to drive this point home. Um, okay, so uh, it's obvious with all the trouble and the sexual allegations, they're in hot water there. But the team's in turmoil too, and it has been for a while. Um, you're looking at a team here going through a rebuild. You've got a top five, maybe top ten if he's not in the top five. Forward and Patrick Kane, who's coming off one of the best seasons in his career last year, uh, but he's also 33 years old and he's in the final final year of a like 12 million dollar deal. He's going to be a free agent next summer. Uh, okay, well then you look at Jonathan. Um, help me out. You're looking at Jonathan. Um, Taos. Taos. Yeah, Taos, couldn't think of his name. You're, his name is, you're, think, you're, you're looking at Jonathan. He's going to be a free agent next year, too. So you could potentially have both these guys, neither of these guys, one of these guys, uh, and you're looking at a team that's desperately looking for whatever they can do to, you know, rebuild. And uh, they have, if my, if my numbers are correct, they have 10 draft picks next year. And six of those are through the first three rounds, including multiple first-round draft picks. So, yeah, um, well, and with their, I mean, with all the stuff that's been going on, um, I'm not mistaken. I started reading into a little bit of it last year. Um, there's just not a lot of people. Like, there's a lot of people in that locker room that are not happy with that situation. So you could potentially lose both these guys is what I'm drafting at, or driving at, potentially by the the trade deadline, Tyson. That's my hot take, by the trade deadline. 
You, I will say, you are Kane is gone by the trade deadline. He's absolutely gone. Um, Hot. Take. Johnny sticks around. I don't know. I, th- I, I think Johnny rides out the season. Um, I think they, his agents, try to work a deal out. I think he allows that to happen. Um, however, I don't think they make it work in the end. I think he ultimately does leave. Okay. Well, I mean, okay, what do you do with a team who willingly went out and got Jack Johnson? You can't do nothing. They're terrible. And I don't know, so I was, whenever the Penguins got him, I don't know however long ago that was, I was livid. He's dog shit. He's a complete liability. He doesn't know how to play hockey. And unfortunately, he's the only hockey player that I can think of that is from Indianapolis, Indiana. Is he really? He is. Hmm. Yes, he is. Fun fact, Jack Johnson, Indianapolis, Indiana. I don't know high school he went to, but he, um, yeah, I mean, uh, was really great with the Kings when he first started. Um, I think he won a Stanley Cup with them. Um, he was kind of a staple in Columbus, but um, I I think they probably overpaid him in Columbus. I don't think he was worth it, worth all of that, but uh, they still did it anyway. <laughs> I don't think uh, he was worth all of that, but... <laughs> we, we paid him, too. I mean, we were stupid. Um, but, I mean, I think there's things that you can salvage from the Chicago team. Um, I think... And hockey's a crazy sport. You know, you're always a couple pieces away from winning. Um, real quick here, final in Los, or in Los Angeles. 4-3 to three Vegas Knights. So I think you win that one. I had him three and zero. We split that. And that we was cool. We split like that. that. But yeah, um, back back to Chicago. I mean, if you have some listeners here that are Chicago fans, I'm not trying to shit on them just because I don't like the franchise, but they are in trouble. Um, I mean, the only identity they have left are Kane and Taos, Taves, whatever how you want to pronounce it. Right. Um, that, I mean, that's what they have. They're trying to get other people. Um, they got Max Domi, um, which obviously is Ty Domi's son. A um, little bit more talented with the puck than what when, than what Ty is. Uh, Ty often spoke with his fists. Um, but I think Max is a young talent they can watch. Um, I think he's got some promise to him. Um, they've got that... Uh, what if the Rangers? I just see this here. I was looking over. Uh, I was looking over some. Uh, I'm bouncing back and forth between ESPN and NHL.com, and one of their, you know, uh, bold predictions for the season is that not only does Patrick Kane get traded from Chicago, but he ends up on the Rangers, who, by the way, has a little bit of an imbalance with their forwards. Just saying. Um, that just made me think. I mean, you're re- reuniting him with uh, the bread man, Panarin, um, which when he got to Chicago, him and Kane had an immediate romance, and he was lighting up. Panarin was killing it, and Kane was feeding him the puck left and right. I mean, it was like, I mean, it was like, it was killer. It was to watch. I mean, it really was. Um, not a bad move. Um, I think you have to give up too many pieces to get Kane. 
I think that they're going to ask. I mean, they're going to ask you to back the points truck up for him. Um, I don't know what you get rid of. Rid of. I mean, they have defensive needs. Uh, they've got Jacob. <coughs> excuse me. Sorry. They have Jacob Truba. Um, Truba. I mean, crazy good defensive player there. Um, you got Ryan Carpenter. I don't know that you can incentivize them with Ryan Carpenter, but if you throw in like uh, that Capo Caco or whatever his guy, um, he's from Finland. He's a young talent. Um, I, I I don't know that trading the pieces off to get Patrick Kane would be worth it. However, it was just I an interesting. It was their it was their bold prediction. I just thought it was interesting. It, uh, to be honest with you, I would say that I don't even think that that's a bold prediction. To be honest, it's out of the conference. Chicago wouldn't have to deal with them in the future um, unless they made it to the Stanley Cup. Well, that's not going to happen. Um, Chicago or in New York? <laughs> Makes you think, okay, don't you? Can, you can pick that one if you want. <laughs> I don't. Um, I don't think but... it's gonna. I don't think. I mean, well, but, I mean, I'm not. I definitely think he's getting traded. Where he goes, where he goes, I don't know. But I don't know. I don't see New York. I, I think that whoever he goes to, and I think I said it earlier in the podcast, whoever he goes to is immediately a Stanley Cup contender. Um, what that does for you in the long term to trade for him I look at him kind of like, I mean, he's pretty similar to Claude Giroux. I mean, he couldn't win a cup in in Philadelphia. Um, I'm not saying he's chasing cups, um, but he's definitely chasing that bag. And uh, he bounces around. I think he's in Ottawa now, if I'm not mistaken, um, which I think could be a good fit for him. But um, I unfortunately think Kane ends up being like that, which you hate because obviously – um, every franchise is looking for that guy, that Sidney Crosby, Alex Ovechkin, that kind of guy. But hockey's never really been known for that kind of storyline. It's always been your your uh, your mercenaries, for the lesser words. I mean, even Wayne Gretzky, hell, he played on three teams. So, I mean, um, I don't think that that takes away from Kane's legacy by any means. But I think you're going to see it end up kind of being, I mean, he's going to be bouncing around a couple different teams. He might do like a LeBron James thing and take one-year deals wherever he goes to kind of leave that freedom. Um, it's a little bit more cap-friendly, but um, I like it in, in New York. I think it works for him. I think there would be a crazy good hockey team depending on what it costs. Um, Blackhawks probably want something immediate and some draft picks. Um, and maybe some young talent. Um, the Rangers got that uh, Lafreniere. Uh, he was a first round overall pick not that long ago. And look how quickly their franchise turned around. So um, who knows? Uh, I like the Rangers for a landing spot for them. I think it'd be a good fit. They're definitely a postseason contender. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, it's just how far are they going to go? Well, I mean, we've pretty much covered every team in the league i mean we've we've left out a handful but i mean i don't think you know we've left out a few handfuls of them some of the worst ones and a couple of the good ones like we didn't talk about edmonton but you know how i feel about edmonton and by the way one one thing i want to say about edmonton so you add jack campbell in the offseason okay 
who played in a you know one of the biggest media markets in the NHL, which would be of course the Maple Leafs in Toronto. But now he's on a team where your current goalie, who's a former number one overall pick in Mike Smith, is a fucking living legend almost. So that'd be interesting to see how that shakes out. And, you know, Um, I I think that that tandem is very similar to what you're looking at in um, in Minnesota. Um, I mean, if your backup is Mike Smith, is it really that bad? (laughs) No. And yeah, it'll be interesting. But I mean, at least Mike will be able to get the rest in. And I mean, your backup, if they decide to go that route with it. Not too bad to shake out, really. I mean, they're, they'll they'll be a sizable team. They'll be a great team again this year. They'll make um, the conference I think, finals. I think everybody, I mean, majority of people have them as top four teams, and I think you're crazy if you don't. All right. Well, I mean, I pretty much ran through every team. I mean, we got a handful left, but it ain't really nothing worth really talking about, I don't think. Uh, we'll start to wrap it up. Uh, I mean, of course, I could last a lot longer than you. I'm sure I can, but I mean, I am getting a little tired. Um, Do you, any more hot takes, bold predictions for the season, personnel changes, win-loss, make the playoffs, not make the playoffs, anything that's bold or your guaranteed hot take, anything? Um, I am going to throw a spicy one out. Oh, I love spicy. I, I actually, um, man, I'm gonna say something crazy. This is gonna be a hot take. Hey, I really go ahead, hot take. I don't have a hot take button, but, uh, but wait, wait. This is what I do when I mean Kurt do hot take. I go, I tap the mic and I go hot take. So I tap the mic for you. Let's hear it. <laughs> okay, here's my hot take. I think if you get a absolute burner i'm talking hot jack eichel i think you can get the vegas knights as potential president trophy winners whoa the top scoring team in the league but they're going to have to be and i mean jack's gonna have to be hot and they're gonna have to stay healthy and i think if that's the case I, I think they can easily win the president. How did he do tonight? Yeah, I mean, because you and I were podcasting. Have you seen anything about how he performed tonight? I mean, okay, you and I were doing a podcast. Stars of the 4-3 to three Knights victory, um, you've got Gabriel Velarde, who is the center for the Kings. I didn't see what he did with the game. We'll there for a second. You know, William Carlson, who's your second star of the night, and your third is Jonathan Quick, which is crazy when you consider that he lost. Um, goals for the night. Um, Stone had one, Carlson had one, Eichel had one, and Marchesol had one. Uh, Marchesol had one. Was, Petrangelo was in on some assists. We got Carlson on an assist. Um, so he's really a point leader for the game. Um, let's go to, let me go to here, and let's check out. Um, goaltending and see just how good Jonathan Quick did. Which, by the way, folks, while Tyson's looking this up, um, I always liked watching the LA Kings play. I guess if I I had a second favorite team in the States, 
it would be the Kings, but I'm, I mean, I'm a Preds fan, and then I've, I'm, you know, going north of the border, and I've always been a Sens fan, who used to be uh, the ECHL affiliate for the Evansville Iceman. Fuck you, Ron Geary. By the way, <laughs> uh, my oh, uh, speaking of the Evansville Iceman, did you hear what happened to them? Well, they're playing in Jacksonville now. They're the Jacksonville Iceman, but. I'll look into it. You proceed with your story, and I'll tell you in a second. Well, something okay. crazy. Hang on. Well, um, going on with the story, uh, you know, I just I love Jonathan Quick. I love the Kings franchise. Uh, plus, of course, the Jonathan Quick shitting his pants on the ice story to this day is one of the greatest stories. <laughs> and it, Tyson's laughing. He knows what I'm talking about. It was a certain game a few <laughs> years ago. He was playing. <laughs> he, he left the middle of the game, no reason, no explanation. He just didn't come to the ice. They had to get the emergency goalie out there. Come to find out he had shit in the ice, in the net. Uh, yeah, he uncontrollable diarrhea, food poisoning. And they just said uh, he for uh, lower back pain, which is uh, – and Tyson, Tyson knows, and you guys, all the sports fans out there, you know – Lower back pain is always your go-to for anything that you don't want to embarrassingly say, like he was drunk or uh, he smashed his nuts or whatever. You just call it lower back pain. But uh, <laughs> the Evansville Iceman. I had a minor groin injury. So for those of you that listen to the show that aren't local to Southern Indiana, uh, as we've said numerous times, uh, me and Kirk kind of live. We're riding between like Louisville, Kentucky, and Evansville, Indiana, so... You know, you can go either way. Uh, Evansville had a minor league hockey team called the Evansville Icemen. They moved across the river into Kentucky to Owensboro, Kentucky, but they set out a year. They were going to start playing, and then Ron Geary took the team and moved to Jacksonville, Florida. So Evansville brought another minor league hockey team in in a completely different league that we have now called the Evansville Thunderbolts. Uh, my favorite... That, that league is actually probably about... Something like that. Yeah. (laughs) My favorite hoodie is an Evansville Iceman hoodie. So, um, about six months after they moved to Jacksonville, I reached out to their PR team in their front office. I said, Hey, I said, I want to replace my hoodie. They're like, Well, we'll give you a Jacksonville hoodie. I'm like, No, 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 no. You know, I know when you guys moved the team to Owensboro, and this was still owned by Gary and Gary's management company. The same people still own this. It didn't change ownership at the time. I said, no, 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 no. I know somewhere in a warehouse in Florida or wherever, there's some Evansville Iceman hoodie. I said, I want one. I said, I'll pay. I'll pay double for it. I said, I'll even pay for some of the Owensboro stuff because I know you had to have some Owensboro gear made up because you you lived you were in Owensboro for a year you just sat dormant. Well, we'll get back to you. They never did. I ought to reach out with them just to be like, hey, just checking on this email from you know 20, 2019, whatever. Where's my fucking gear? Because I want to replace my hoodie. But anyways, fuck you, Ron Geary. Go ahead, Tyson. Okay, I found my story about the Jacksonville Iceman, and I don't know why. Out of nowhere, they randomly showed up on my timeline. Um, some minor league Twitter thing I follow. And so, former defenseman Jacob Panetta, okay, he says he was doing, quote, a tough guy bodybuilder gesture to a black player, uh, Jordan Subban. I don't know if there's any relation there. Maybe look into that. 
So you I can love watch PK. the video, and this dude straight up gorilla walks behind this dude and the referee, and so this Jordan Subban player sees this and starts this huge brawl, huge brawl, and they uh, suspended him 38 total games as a result of this. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> I, okay, listen, I just want to make it clear that no, I do not think racism is funny. However, however... When you act asinine with, and get all, all out of control, that's funny. And, and, I mean, you know, and it's just fucking stupid. It's so dumb to do, and he knew what he was doing in this. He absolutely knew. And I, I'm the first to laugh at anything. I'm the number one believer in saying that if one subject or one item is not funny nothing is funny and I'm also a believer in saying that you can say whatever you want depending how you say it and who you say it to however what this guy did was probably not a good thing to do and it was very clear what he was doing was racist but when you watch it I promise you you'll laugh just a little bit and I don't mean that like I agree with what he did it's just so jarring and catches you like it catches you off guard you don't know what to think and to be honest with you, if I was this Jordan dude, I would have beat the dog shit out of him. <laughs> Easily. Absolutely. 100%. Let's find out if he's related to PK. Just out of curiosity, I have to now. Um, let me tell you something while, while you're looking at that. So I'll tell you a story. He, so, he is. He is. He is. Youngest brother of PK and Malcolm. And I've got a story that some racist shit happened to Malcolm in Boston by his own fans. I've heard about this. They threw bananas at him. Yes, they did. Because he lost a preseason game. So if you go into our Steel Toes and Scoreboards archives, back in uh, November or December last year, Kurt and I covered the 2017 Stanley Cup Finals, which featured my Preds against Kurt's Pens. And, of course, Tyson, go fuck yourself. The Pens won. Um, I want to point out, just before I continue with this story, how crazy Nashville, Tennessee would have been had had the Predators won because the Victory Parade would have went going on at the same time as CMA Fest and Bonnaroo all at once. So that place would Nashville would have oh, been would absolute have been bonkers. By the way, did you did you see outside the stadium on Broad Street? They had that car because they had Smashville. Oh yeah. So if you guys. If you're pre-gaming by destroying cars in the middle of Broadway, what are you gonna do when you win the championship? I mean, that's gotta be like that's gotta be like some Vancouver Canucks type shit. That's, like you just gotta tear it all down. <laughs> but anyways, so <clears throat> my favorite player in Preds history, besides Pecorino, was Shea Weber. Uh, one of my top ten favorite players all time, Shea Weber. So I was fucking devastated and pissed. Uh, you know, I had some. I commented on about Facebook on my old Facebook that I got locked out of. Uh, I become one of the people that I always bitch about the people that make multiple Facebooks. I now have two Facebooks because I got locked out of my original one from 2006. I got locked out three years ago, so now I'm one of these people with two Facebooks. Uh, fuck you, Facebook. By the way. Uh, anyways, um, so I, I Zuckerberg ass bitch. Yes. 
So I remember one of the guy goes, "Oh, you're just racist because he brought a black, you know, the they got." I'm like, "No, PK Subban's an awesome player." I'm like, "I'm pissed because my favorite player got traded for him." And I remember thinking, Correct. like, we shit the bed. Like, this is the dumbest trade fucking ever. How do you give up Shea Weber for PK Subban? Like, I get it. Subban's a, he's a good player. He's a good scorer. He can fight. Uh, and in the first couple of weeks, I stuck by those guns. But man, as you rolled into it towards the end of the first half of the season, and especially the back half, I was like, Shea Weber, who? Because, man, PK was just lights out. He played great hockey for you guys. Um, I was actually really surprised when that trade came through. um, Because I never thought Montreal would get rid of PK. Um, Although I I could kind of see how how it came down. Um, It just wasn't jiving anymore. Um, And honestly, that trade... They definitely got the better end of that compared to. Um, I'll come right out and say it, Tyson, and you can you can you can agree with me. You can argue, but I have since went on record as saying the ninety percent of the reason we made the cup was because of PK. You know he he helped. You know they all chipped in to help get us to the postseason. That's true. PK got us to the Stanley Cup Finals. Is PK Subban a Hall of Famer? Yes. I'm going to go yet. Yeah. You get guys that get in there all the time that that don't have some of the accolades, but you look at you look at, you know, character issues and stuff too and you know, it's the age-old argument, you know, is it wins and MVPs or is it Super Bowl rings? Well, I mean, is it wins and MVPs and accolades or is it Stanley Cup finals? Uh, in my opinion, for what he, especially what he meant to a franchise like Nashville in the three or four or five seasons he was there, yeah, PK's a Hall of Famer. I'll put him in there. Um, so I actually brought this up, and I'm going to recycle it because I, I actually heard the conversation on Spit and Chicklets, and I never really gave it any thought. Um, big thing with PK is that he's about to start his his media. Um, his media career um he's going to be a um, play-by-play caller or something like like i think he's getting to deal with espn if i'm not mistaken good for um, him and um to be honest with you what he can do um as far as growth for the sport i think is amazing um not just because he's a, a black player Um, And that's important, Tyson. That's important because you look at that. There's not, there's across the league, um, hockey is not generally a sport that's played by a lot of colors. Uh, Who's the number one colored player you can think of right now? For me, it's Evander Kane. Got to be, right? Yeah, easily. Yeah. yeah, You, You don't think, and like, this isn't a race issue. We're not trying to make it about that, but. You need a a a colored ambassador for these black and brown ethnicities to come in because they're you know there's not enough and when people and I don't care what anybody says when you think of hockey players how many people raise their hand and they say they envisioned a a black or brown player you don't because they don't play it enough so to have him be an ambassador that would get more um, colors to join. 
the game, absolutely incredible. Yeah, no, and I, I, I guess really more of my point is that um, his talent and his personality and what he brings to the table with those two things is, is so much more beyond him just being a black hockey player. It's a huge part of it. And I think him being a media analyst for the, uh, the NHL on ESPN program, I think is going to be a huge deal. And I think when it's all said and done, I don't know that PK enters the Hall of Fame as a player. And I think Ryan Whitney said this, and it might have been Bezo, but he said that, um, you know, what he can bring to the table for that, um, you know, growing the sport, um, being with not making a punt, a color analyst for ESPN on hockey, and doing these all kinds of things, I think he actually makes it in. <laughs> I mean, that I was good wordplay. I had to. His, I think he makes it in at the end of his, his media career after what he does. Um, I think he can very easily be like a Mike Lang type media personality or um, what the hell is what's his face with the goofy suits. Oh, hockey people are going to be mad at me. Um, Emmerich? What the hell is his name? Um, Doc Emmerich, is that right? Mike Emmerich. Yeah, Mike um, Emmerich. Maybe, sure, sure. No, uh, no. Don Cherry is his name. Oh, Don Cherry. Don Cherry. I and, and I swear to God, as a hockey podcast, I should have known that already. But um, if you have any hockey fans, they'll probably rate me on the coals for that. I, I again, I'm terrible with things, but Don Cherry. Was We've been a big picking deal, up some downloads that, in Canada lately, which is making me think maybe this will do well over right. there. Well, see, this will prove if I know hockey or not. If you get some, some Canadian fans being like, keep that Tyson motherfucker off the podcast, Shit. you idiot. <laughs> you're, you're the second coming to these people. I um, Maybe I'm gaining some traction with them. Um, you know, if, if any of the fans want to correct some of the things that I said, I'd love to hear it. I'd love to be corrected. You know, you know all I'm hearing you say? All I'm hearing you say is that, hey... Uh, me and you are Freemasons, and I'm starting a. Fre- I'm launching a Freemasonry podcast at the end of the year, which obviously I know you'll be a guest on that, or at the end of the month, I should say. Me and a guy from uh, my lodge. Uh, by the way, free plug. Uh, we haven't released anything yet. We're building content. We've got three episodes in the can. We're going to record a couple more. Uh, check out that other Masonic podcast when it goes live. Uh, I'm going to launch a pro wrestling podcast. I've got this podcast. So what you're saying to me is that. You want to do a podcast with me, just a hockey podcast, right? That's what you said. Me and you just start a hockey podcast? Uh, I mean... <laughs> Look I'm at me cool put you on the spot. <laughs> I'm not opposed to that. Um, just call me the pod father. I, I kind of <laughs> told it. I mean, I, I like this. I think I, I had a really good time tonight, man. Um, I like we couldn't. Hockey. We were supposed to get together to do it, but schedules be damned but uh you know i know you were wondering when i'm like you know what i can just record you off your phone i know you were thinking how is that possible so then i set you a picture of the small rig and i was like see this little bitty adapter this blue light it's going to record you right off your cell phone technology is amazing isn't it right (laughs) uh all right let me a couple other things i'll hit you with we'll wrap it up uh bold prediction hot take uh retirements this year anybody you see that um do you think at the end of the year, come April, they're like, you know what, I'm done? I mean, um, 
Patrice Bergeron's got to be close. Milan Lucic has to be close. I mean, Christ, that dude's been playing forever. Um, Ryan Getzlaff just recently retired, which is kind of end of an era there. Um, I would say one of those two guys has got to be close. If Milan doesn't win the Stanley Cup this year, I don't know what his his, his um, contract looks like, but I would imagine he's he's at least considering it. And um, I don't know that Bergeron really wants to go back through a rebuild. I mean, he's got it. He's had to have been there 15, 16 seasons prior, I guess. I'm just, I mean, total bullshit here. I don't even know off the top of my head, but um, I would say those would be kind of the two to look at as far as retirees go. All right. And last thing I want to make you do, and then uh, I'll give you a few minutes and then we'll wrap it up. Uh, I'm going to make you give me three names. I'm going to make you give me a. I was going to say skaters, but I'm actually going to break it down. I'm going to make you give me a forward a defensive man, and a goalie. Three players you think people should be watching out for this year. Sleepers. These aren't generally your big-name players. These are sleepers. Um, there is no wrong here. answer just off the top of your head. Goalies, I want people to watch Matt Murray. I think he's going to be interesting. I do personally like him. Um, I think he's probably one to watch. I don't. I would. I would maybe call him a comeback player. Ooh. You know, because he's kind of been up there. But I think if he gets, I think if he gets in the right locker room, he gets somebody like Austin Matthews in his corner. I think he can get back to it, man. I really do. Um, I think it's just finding the right fit, and I don't know that Otto was was the right one for him. Pens um, just need to offload him. Okay. Um, can you give me a defenseman? Ooh, I can. Hang on, hang on. Who's that kid from Montreal? Hang on, there's a Montreal undrafted free agent. The dude is terrifying people. Well, let's look at Montreal's. I think I texted you his name the other day. Hang on, let me look. This is, I want everybody to pay attention to this guy because he is like a John Scott... Kurt Warner, I caught him. He, the dude was literally a checkout guy at Costco. Well, let's look at their roster here. Defenseman, Montreal. He may, or, he may or may not be on there. Are we about to find out? Roster. We are loading. Alright, here's the... Here is the defenseman. You've got, uh, I don't even know how to say that guy's name. Arbor Ahiki J. David Savard. That might be him. David Savard. Mike Matt. No. no, not him. Now you got me looking to go look at our text. Arbor. Zikaj or whatever his name is, that's the guy I want people to watch out for. Yeah, Arbor. The dude, the dude is literally fist fighting his way into a into a into a spot. He's undrafted. He's playing with the OHL, and, and the dude's literally lighting motherfuckers up. I want people to watch out for him. If you're gonna watch Montreal hockey, try to get some ice time with him. He's gonna be good. He's gonna be good. All right, and then I need a forward. Um, sleeper. Forwards. Let me think. Sleeper forward. 
Kirby Doc. Sure. Yeah, let's take Kirby Doc. Really? Take Kirby Doc. I think I, he's due for a year. I think he'll be pretty good. Um, I think he'll be entertaining to watch. You might as well watch him while you're watching, you know, this other guy. I forget the fuck his name is. <laughs> um, maybe even throw Taylor Hall in there. I know he's kind of a, um, a celebrity and kind of a higher name, all-star type player, but hasn't been playing the best. Um, he's looking for a bounce back here, and, Buff- and uh, Boston needs him to come out with one. So maybe keep your eye on him too. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Fun things to watch. I'm trying to. What I was trying to do is move away because I could talk about Pittsburgh Penguins hockey for fucking ever, and I don't. (laughs) I don't want this to be a Penguins podcast. I want to be able to. I promise I will give you a solo Penguins podcast. (laughs) Oh shoot! I've got plenty of hockey things to talk about. I haven't even told you about the time I went to a Preds game. That was a great fucking time. Did you see any fish get thrown on the ice? No, this was before then. I saw Jordan Tutu's dad getting absolutely fucking shit-faced in a bar in Broadway, and then he just wanders into the stadium and people just let him go. It's crazy. So Jordan Tutu, if you don't know who he is, he is... Holy fuck, the dude's an animal. It's fun to watch fight. I think he dropped up twice the night I watched him. Um, That old-school Nashville hockey like that, 2006, 2006, 2007-ish. Um, they just gotten rid of the Mustard Cats. And, um, I mean, had great teams. But, yeah, I, I can get more into that story later. I, I That's a good one. Did you did you tell your wife you were doing a hockey podcast? Yeah. Um, I can only imagine she rolled her eyes like, you're doing a podcast? <laughs> well, I mean, she's, she's not a big talker, so she doesn't understand how I talk all the time. She didn't get that. I don't. I mean... I liked it. She doesn't talk a lot, but she prays a lot putting up with you. A lot of eye rolling. A lot of eye rolling. (laughs) Well, you'll definitely, uh, we'll definitely do, uh, I'll definitely get you to meet Kurt. I don't know why anybody would want to meet Kurt Kelly, but, uh, you know, (laughs) you want to meet Puss. So, uh, Moonshiner, shout out Puss. It's uh, 1.30 in the morning. He's sleeping. He's got to get up at 5. But uh, you'll definitely get to meet Kurt. We'll definitely do this again. You're definitely, I'm assuming, uh, again, free plug, uh, end of this month, the other, that other Masonic podcast. I'm definitely hoping to to have you on there to talk not only about masonry, but about your, uh, uh, your uh, Shriner. Sure. So, uh but uh, definitely, I mean, you're you seem to be your your focal point here is definitely being the hockey guru. So we'll have to keep uh, with that. At least you know, and, and and that's kind of the thing. So like before, it's always been like I watch hockey for the, for Penguins, but at least now this will give me something to. It'll make you a better hockey fan, and then I can at least stay relevant and continue talking. I mean, because I, I generally I had a good time that man. This is fun. I would definitely have you on a baseball episode, but as a Pittsburgh Pirates fan, there's not really much for you to talk about. Well, like the Pittsburgh Pirates organization, I also don't know shit about this. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, actually, I'm going to applaud you for that. That was pretty good. 
You know, when I die, I uh, I have it in my will that the pirates will be my pallbearers, so they can put me down one last time. Oh. Yeah. yeah. That's an old one. They're, I mean, they're just bad. I mean, they're bad, bad. I love um, Andrew McCutcheon. He cut his dreads off, and then he was done. <laughs> he cut his dreads he off, and he was done. Good. Yeah, he quit hitting balls into the Allegheny. It was over. <laughs> All right, well, man, man, I I had an absolute blast tonight. Um, I don't know if I'm going to get this mixed down tonight or not. If 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 I don't do it tonight, it'll definitely be uploaded sometime tomorrow afternoon. Uh, But we're definitely going to um, you and I. uh, We'll we'll have to check in like uh, maybe every so often and and do a uh, a hockey night. Uh, Definitely, you and I should get together and watch some hockey games together. You know. Uh, I mean, you know, if you, you know, you don't mind me screaming and cheering like a little girl, like I do when I watch hockey. So I've got, uh, I actually have this app or not this app, this, uh, program and I can get pretty well any sports program, like 20 bucks a month. So any sports game out there, I can watch it. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. I can send you a link if you want it. No, of course. I'm not going to give names here. No, no, don't do that. But of course. But all right, man. Do you got any? Uh, you got anything else you want to say? Anything else you want to share before we sign off here? No, man. Just uh, thank you so much for having me, man. Um, I want to thank me. you for for coming on to this. I was super excited about this. Uh, as you can tell, the last couple episodes uh, I've just been talking about. October is going to be a good month. We're uh, once this is uploaded, this will be like our fifth episode of the month so far already. And we're 12 days in, and we're pushing, and uh, I just want to, I don't know, I just want to bang out a lot of content this month or whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, uh, Tyson, it's, it's honestly, it's been awesome. It's been, uh, I've had a lot of great fun. I've sat here and i talked hockey with you for two hours and 50 minutes tonight, and honestly, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't trade it, so. Uh, I mean, either man, absolutely. All right, brother. Well, uh, I will talk to you later. I will let you know when the episode's uploaded. So, for Tyson Cravener, I'm Jared Atkins. This was a bonus episode, a uh, a puck preview of the 2022-2023 NHL season, and we will talk to you guys later. All right, peace out, man. See ya.